It's the B-List Daily here on 105 Sports Live from the Spectrum Healthcare Partners Studios. My name is Aaron Morse, filling in for Maddie B on this Wednesday morning. Happy to have Coach Dave Wing join us in studio along with Oak Hill High School's A.J. Redmond, one of their offensive linemen and defensive linemen, and Oak Hill making quite the run this year in the postseason. They entered as the seven seed, upended Lisbon 6 nothing in the quarterfinals, then a nail-biting 34-33 win over Madison in the semifinals for the right to play the top seed undefeated Wells this Friday night in the regional finals. And Coach Wing will have the play-by-play on 105 Sports kickoff at 7 o'clock alongside Gus LeBlanc for all that action. And AJ, I mean, this... I, I I don't want to call it a Cinderella run, but it kind of is, right? As a seven seed yeah. to get to the regional final, what has this experience been like for you? Um, it's been crazy. We've said it all year long that everyone was going to doubt us. Uh, the only guys that really are there for us are the guys on the bus every day. The guys that ride the bus to the games and we talk about it. We believe in ourselves and and look at the run we've had. I mean, we beat two two very good teams. Um, Lisbon obviously have one of the best players in all the conference and. And I don't know, the weather kind of helped, but <laughs> the, the rain's been our good luck charm. But And you both had to play in it. Yeah, it's, it's been something special. And every week, Coach is just giving us more more material to, to thrive on and to watch. We've watched so much film, and, and at this point, I think we know that the other teams just as good as they do. So um, it's been fun. It really has. Well, speaking of that Lisbon game, I mean, that you mentioned the weather. Is that a lineman's dream or a lineman's nightmare to play in that? I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> The def- uh, obviously, it's harder for the defense to run around and make plays, but um, it's harder to pull. You can't get out in front. And, but at the same time, and uh, you're slipping and sliding in the mud. Uh, there's nothing more fun than that, and then right. you'll remember that forever. So, And obviously, as a defensive lineman, you must have taken a point of pride in getting the shutout, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Donut hole Monday, that's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Madison game, the opposite. It was a shootout, sort yeah. of, right? 34-33. Take us through that game. You were, had to rally in the fourth quarter, right? Uh, yeah, we were up most of the game. Uh-huh. Uh, we were up 13 nothing at half. Um, we expected it to be a shootout the first time. It was It was also a shootout, highest-scoring game uh, um, for both teams. It was the first time around, so we knew the second time was going to be more of the same. And and uh, we had the lead, and they came back and kind of punched us in the mouth in the fourth quarter, and, and we had the ball with five minutes left down seven. And we went right down the field in two and a half minutes. And kind of, we looked pretty unstoppable at some points. And, and then overtime came, and we ended up scoring, and, and West caught. Just kind of slipped, I guess. <laughs> um, unfortunate for him, but on our end, pretty fortunate. So, Yeah, 34-33 <clears throat> win. So you've beaten two teams now in the playoffs that you lost to in the regular yep. season. Yep. Now you got to do it for a third time, right? Wells, yeah, you played think, them. Tell us about Wells. I think this will be much harder, obviously. <laughs> I mean, not that those two games were easy, but... right. I mean, Wells is, the, is their own animal. They're obviously like 27 in a row now. They're they have a really good system. It's pretty pretty easy to learn, and when you run it well, it's pretty hard to defend. And they've made it, they've kind of shown that. Well, let's bring in Coach Wing um, from a coaching perspective. That system Wells runs. You were talking off air about they basically run three plays, right? I mean, from a coaching perspective, it's it's tough to stop because there's they they execute so well, right? Well, it's interesting. They they run the wing tee, yeah. and they, they don't vary. They're not a shotgun team. They're not a spread-em-out team. They're going to run wing tee. They, uh, they feature a reverse uh, pivot by the quarterback and belly to the fullback, trap the end with the guard. They'll run guard trap up the middle <coughs> where the quarterback just turns and hands it to the 
to the fullback who goes actually opposite of where it looks like he's going to go with a trap inside. And then their, their, their bread and butter play for Wells is what's called the buck sweep, where you, you turn and you fake the handoff to the fullback. You hand the ball to the deep back coming across, not really a tailback because he's not in the eye. Right. And then uh, you pull both the guards, and everybody tries to get around the corner, and the entire offensive line box down inside. So everybody's got an angle. It's an angle blocking scheme um, where there's an inside uh, a block in at the hole and a block out at the hole, and uh, pretty effective. And I, I think what makes it so effective is that's all they run, that and a waggle bootleg off from the buck sweep. And what makes it so effective is because they run so few plays, they run them very well. And then if you do something to combat what they're doing, it's pretty easy for them to make adjustments because. They don't have all these 25 plays up in their head. They they got these six plays, three on each side, and you say, okay, we're going to block a little bit differently in the second half. It's nothing for them to learn. It's pretty easy. There's not a lot of other plays stuck up in there. You right. know, so it's simple. I think that's kind of what makes them so dangerous. They kind of lull you to sleep. I mean, the first time, the first drive they had against us, they threw a halfback pass. Oh, sure. okay. Yeah, I a mean, different. I think that's the yeah. other thing. You gear, you gear up for their regular stuff, and, and then, then they, when they do throw yeah. something like that in, whew, I mean, baby. they they lull you to sleep, lull you to sleep, lull you to sleep, and then Tyler Bridge just does what he does and just makes a play. And yeah, it's kind of it's almost demoralizing as a defense because you you get them third and four, third and five, and they do something crazy, or or they just run counter for fifteen yards, and it's like. Man, <laughs> right, right. He's got to do it all over again. And you're on the field as a defense probably for a long time, norm- yeah. longer than usual, right? I mean, depending. Yes on- and no, because right. at the same one, sometimes they it's one play touchdowns. Right, that's true. And that's yeah. the thing where where we've talked about all week, or and talked about the first time you played them is limit the big plays because if we can stop a 55 yard run and hold it to 20, then that means they get a they get a run at least a couple more plays. We watched film and and a Winthrop DB actually in the game that just happened. He stopped a, a 55-yard run. He, it would have been an easy touchdown, and he just kind of chased down Bridge in the open field. Two plays later, their quarterback fumbled and went up got the ball. Mm-hmm. So those plays are the plays that matter. Right. If you you have a chance to take a shot at him when he's running down the field, you better dive, lay out, give everything you got because you never know. In the next play, he could fumble. Or the next play, um, yeah, they could fumble, defensive touchdown, penalty, anything like that. Um, you got to create chances for yourself, and especially when you are the lower seed. Um, Turnovers matter, penalties matter. Those things are what some, most of the time helps you win. Um, as an as an underdog, you need three things to happen. You need a little bit of luck. You need to cause turnovers, and you need the you need the higher seed to make penalties. Right there we go. That's he's true. he's doing well. Right. That's he? how you got to win the yeah, game. Yeah, that's very hey, true. Your yeah. coach has Avoid taught the, you well. Well, <laughs> and speaking of your coach, Jason Doucette, the head coach over at Oak Hill. I was talking with um, Kyle Flaherty the other day, Oak Hill alum. Love Kyle. Yeah, Love se- Kyle. Senior captain at Bates this year. That was awesome. Um, he talked about how Coach Doucette, you know, really helped him prepare, you know, from an academic and you know, football perspective for college mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. How has Coach Doucette impacted you, you know, during your time at Oak Hill? It's been great. Yeah. Um, Maddie asked the same question a couple weeks ago. Okay. And I'm going to give the same answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's a genius. He really is. I mean, we run – 14, 15, 16 different formations, and we're always coming up with more. Um, we're having fun, and, and he puts the best players in the best situations for them. If you're a pass rusher, you're on the field when it's third and 15. If you're a power back, you run up the middle, obviously. like Just common sense things, he does them really well. Third and 15, you're expecting a, a mediocre pass down the field. We might run the ball. Right. Like he, he 
prides himself on being the smarter team every week. And I think in the playoffs, not to kind of doubt the other teams, but I think it's showed because in, in the clutch time, um, penalties aren't a thing for us. We don't we don't have penalties when it's when it's when we need to buckle down and play right. I mean, Madison had like three unsportsmanlike conducts. Right. We've had one all year, and it was on Coach Reset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. He says, well, don't worry about the rest. That's my job. Right, right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's awesome playing under him. He, he has a lot of knowledge to give out, and you look at the past success we've had, I think if you don't listen to him at this point, I mean, you don't watch football. So You mentioned yeah. you, you know Kyle and everything. You guys didn't overlap. No, we didn't. Though, but how um, do you, I mean, Kyle obviously keeps in touch with the program. Yeah, he yeah. he comes around. He spends a lot of time at the summer there. He works out there in the weight room um, mm-hmm. in the summertime. Um, when I was in eighth grade, obviously Kyle was a senior, watching him win the state title. Yeah. Um, in the weight room, obviously seeing him up there. I used to go up to the practices and just kind of play around. And he's a great guy. He's awesome. Kyle's awesome. Um, he's very in touch with the outside world as well as football. So you can have a football conversation, but you can also just have a regular conversation. Um, and now we went and watched a couple of Bates games, got the chance to talk to him. He's been to a couple of practices this year. Yeah. Um, and kind of the been there, done that type of thing for him. He comes back and says, he tell, sometimes he'll be on the sideline on game day and he'll be like, this play's coming and it comes every time. Yeah. And it's just like, that's insane. Because he, he spends so much time <clears throat> on the football field and, and just kind of watching the game that he just understands it at a different level. And I think that rubs off from Coach's set because when you spend that much time around somebody – um, their habits kind of rub off on you, and and if that's one habit you could pick up from Coach Set and being um, articulate and watching um, in great detail, that's the best thing you could pick up. So, well, you touched on those state titles. Oak Hill obviously had the three straight. Yeah, uh, not, not too long ago, you got to nope. you know, witness those. Right? Yeah, my I mean, freshman year we uh, was yeah. the third one. Yep. And what was it like? Kind of it probably motivated you pretty highly for your varsity yeah. career, right? Um, yeah, we've talked about it as a senior class. Yeah. Obviously, growing up. You always say, senior year, we're going to win the state title. That was our goal. I remember talking about it in fourth grade. That might sound like crazy to some people, <laughs> but for us, that was real. Yeah. And then being uh, having a chance to, to kind of do that. Freshman year, obviously, none of us played. Like, that's not yeah. – <laughs> that's obviously. But um, just being there and watching how you have to handle yourself in the biggest moments and ultimately in some of the worst defeats. You have to, you have to conduct yourself in a certain way. And just watching that and having the experience that way, um, I think has helped us, and I think it's shown – not many seven seeds left standing. I think we're the only one. So yeah, um, I'm I think curious, it's pretty pretty great. What are the youth programs like around there? Because I know I've been covering <clears throat> the Oxford Hills teams this year, and mm-hmm. they're very take pride in the middle school program, and you know, <coughs> on down through you know elementary and whatnot. What's it like over there? Uh, yeah, we have we have clinics in the summertime. Yeah. All the high school kids go down and and kind of run that. Um, Coaches sets down there all the time. We have a couple of players who actually coach um, the rec teams. So. It's pretty important. Um, like our sixth, our sixth grade team or whatever, they uh, run the same offense as us. Mm-hmm. Right. They are learning 14, 16 formations in sixth grade. When they come up here, that stuff's already learned. The the terminology is the same. Um, learning that at a young age, kind of, kind of defining that very clearly, and what position you're going to play where. Obviously, sometimes that changes, but for the most part, it's pretty pretty set in stone by the time you get to Oak Hill, and then. You just got to perfect it and get better, hit the weight room, stuff like that. But it's very important to us uh, starting at a young age. So, Did you always play on the on the line? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, from day one? Yeah. yeah. When did you start playing? Just like- I started playing in second grade. Second grade. Yeah. I've been pretty fortunate, had some pretty crazy opportunities to play out of state and whatnot. But, mm. um, yeah, I think it was 
pretty evident from the start. I didn't play last year. Um, just had to get my body and my mind right. So mm. that was that was a little bit difficult. But we came back this year and uh, got the team back together for one more run, and it's been a pretty special one. So yeah, I was gonna say not playing last year. This is about as well as you could possibly draw up a senior season, right? Basically. Yeah. Um, I think. The, the three and five record in the regular season is a little misleading. Yeah. Um, I think we've said it all year long and we've been kind of written off. Um, we've had problems with injuries or ineligibility and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and we knew we were better than a three and five team. Um, we knew we were better than a seven seed. And, and, uh, it kind of, I think it was good for us to kind of lose those games. It puts it in perspective that you can't just show up on game day. You need to show up the seven days prior to that. And, um, our Friday night games, we've practiced every day, every Saturday morning the following day, mm. win or lose. Yeah. I mean, we went down to Madison, won an overtime game. Most teams, all right, take the weekend off, have fun. We were there at 8 o'clock. Yeah. I mean um, – On to Wells. On to Wells. Yeah. Every week we've kind of said that, on to, on to the next. Yeah. Um, you don't want to – obviously you want to cherish the win and have fun while you're at it, but um, at the same time the run's not over, so you can't, can't uh, settle. Um, a lot of teams said uh, Lisbon was our Super Bowl, and um, – at some points, I would have agreed. Mm. By the way, we acted obviously, um, <laughs> pretty sliding in the mud and whatnot. Um, but that that'll be the stuff you remember. So yeah. And then it was on to Madison. And now it's on to Wells. And uh, hopefully, hopefully we get a chance to to practice on Monday next week. But not looking past Wells because obviously they're they're pretty damn good. So yeah, they have quite the winning streak yeah. going right now. The winner of the Wells Oak Hill play uh, Oak Hill game plays the winner of the Foxcroft Bucksport game as they're meeting in the other regional final. Uh, this week, this Friday as well. But um, you, you touched on Lisbon, like people saying it was your Super Bowl, kind of. Oak Hill, Lisbon, pretty intense rivalry. What's been, your ex- what's been your experience growing up with that rivalry, kind of? That's always been my favorite game. Yeah. Hands down. Um, they called it the Battle of Route 9. Um, There's talk when we were younger combining teams, and I think that kind of fueled it a little bit. Like, right. Like, no, I don't want to combine them. <laughs> um, no, but it's been special. Um, I got a lot of friends over there, and and uh, there's quite a few kind of crossovers. So, at the same time as there's a lot of turmoil between the two teams, I think at the same time there's there's some friendships that have been made. Um, Lucas, he's a great kid. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he's awesome. Um, Mama T, there's a picture in front of the Lisbon Ledger. It was me and his mom actually. Um, it was pretty cool. Um, there's definitely definitely a little bit of you get a little more up for that game. Yeah. Kind of like the Lewis and Everett Little rivalry year. Right. You're ready. Um, you put everything you have into it. And and kind of for bragging rights, and fortunately for us, the last one I'll ever get to play on ended pretty crazy. Ended, so. ended with a victory, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 6 nothing over Lisbon there in the quarterfinals. Of course, it's not just Class D this weekend. We've got uh, a bunch of other uh, great games for you on tap. Uh, let's go to Class A right now and talk about that a little bit. Portland Oxford Hills will have that game on Friday night um, at seven o'clock um, at Fitzpatrick Stadium. That'll be on 96.9 uh, Ox Country, our sister station. Obviously in Class A, um, Oxford Hills and the Portland—they've been the top two teams all year. The North coach, uh, what are some of your thoughts on um, if Oxford Hills can get to that first state title game since '99? They have to get past Portland, though. Yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> I actually think playing on turf is going to help them. Okay. I think Oxford is a pretty quick team. Uh, they like to throw the ball, uh, so the best conditions they can get is it's better for them. Uh, their their issue is going to be Portland doesn't throw the ball a lot. Right. Uh, Hartman's actually a wing T guy, although he's run some other things this year. 
But they got to stop Elowich. I mean, he's the top running back in the, in Class A, and uh, he's a big kid who can run, and uh, he's tough to bring down. El found that last week really difficult. So I think that'll be the the test for them. Can they stop Portland's offense and score enough to win? Yeah, you, know, you, you you saw the first game. I did. It was a close it was one. A close game. What happened was was exactly what you said. Is um, Portland? Um, it, they contained. Elowich throughout the game, but it wasn't enough, right? So Portland just hung on to the ball. It would be first down, second down, third down, convert. First down, second down, third down, convert. And that's that's, that's yeah. frustrating for a defense. And Portland held the ball for the vast majority of the third quarter. Well, where's your down? And finally and scored runs a touchdown. The clock. Yeah, and scored a touchdown. And in the end, Portland won by a field goal that they actually hit in the second quarter. That was a difference. Um, it was nearing halftime, and they had to rush the kicking unit out on the field and kick a quick field goal from short range, and, and they got it. And that ended up being the difference in the game in the end. Oxford Hills was winning at halftime, and then Portland ended up uh, winning by a field goal. I think goal. you're going to see a humbled Oxford Hills team, and I I, mm. I really think Colton Carson's going to have the game of the year. Um, yeah. We, uh, we've talked about it, just being a fan of high school football. Mm-hmm. He's pretty special. Um, yeah. He is. It's, he's fun to watch. As another high school kid, it, it's pretty impressive, I think. I think Portland's going to have their hands full. Yeah, I mean, certainly. I mean, he's the Class A North Player of the Year this year. Sure. Um, he can throw it. He's got a bunch of different receiving options. He can really run it. Um, he, he's stronger and faster than most kids out there on the field, I would say, probably. Co- coach Soren, the, the coach of the year. So Yeah, Coach Soren's done a great job there. I mean, I think about it like a few years ago, they only won two games, right? You know, a few years back, and they've upped their win total and – you know, they, unfortunately, last year Dawson Stevens was kind of limited with that injury throughout the sure. whole year. But this year, it's, it's kind of all come together with Colton Carson in his second year at, starting at quarterback. The, the improvement's been light year. I mean, it's been very impressive. And uh, you know, Tasker Winslow, who does the Oxford Hills games with me, said that he thinks Colton could play D one in football, basketball, or baseball. He's he's going D one in baseball. That's, I think that's the most impressive thing is he yeah. does it every every season. Right, we talk about him. I think that's the most special thing. AJ, I'm curious because you're so focused on, obviously, Oak Hill and what you guys are doing. You mentioned you know Colton Carson. You've seen what he does. How much are you able to pay attention to, you know, the other high school teams? Quite a bit, actually. Um, We, you know, we talk about it. Mondays we watch film and stuff, and and afterwards we kind of hang out and talk about football. Um, Yeah, it's pretty easy. Honestly, to pay attention. Okay. And, yeah. and well, I think kinda, with social media that helps. Yeah, yeah. I, I know a lot of the kids from other schools, yeah. and, and yeah. you see something exactly like Coach Ring was saying. Social media, it's pretty easy to stay in touch. I mean, everybody has a cell phone nowadays. Everybody has a smartphone. You take five seconds, and you're reading. Obviously, with the main high school football page, they're sharing something every five seconds. So right, right. You get a chance to read that and and uh, watch your videos. So is anyone I, beating? Is anyone going to beat Thornton Academy in Class A? I mean, they're undefeated right now, right? Yeah, like that's. I, pretty I good. did one of their games. <laughs> Thorne's pretty good. They look pretty good. They're, they're big physically. I did one of their games against Wyndham because it wasn't much of a game, but uh, they they're big physically. They're tough defensively. Uh, Bracamonte uh, returned a punt that was yes. absolutely amazing to me. I I said to Matty, he he called me on the phone. He said, "Tell me something to say on the mm-hmm. on the show Friday night, Friday Night Lights," and I said. It's the best punt return I've, I, I think I've seen ever. I mean, is it just amazing how fast he was and the and uh, the ability to cut? It, he might have the tough. best vision in high school football. Yeah, okay. he's yeah. yeah. He just sees the field so well. Yes, but I was saying to him last time he was on, he mentioned he knows kids yeah. from the teams. When I played, we we didn't know the kids from the other <laughs> teams. <laughs> know anybody? Yeah. Unless there was a big article in the paper yeah. about somebody. 
I didn't know who the other kids were. Well, it's funny because like even when you're like a coach, you just kind of when you watch film, you ID guys by their numbers, yeah, not by their names, right? I mean, you got to oh, take the program out yeah. and say, "Oh, I see that's <laughs> Redmond." Okay. Right. Otherwise, not, no, yeah. really. Uh, I I think that's one of the biggest things. I think huddle, the the software for all teams to be able to have access to, uh, you can see any play, any kid, any time. I think. Our ability to to show them Facebook Live uh, clips like you do after games, uh, us getting Johnny Bangor to go to games and, and oh, those uh, are great. The Spectrum take, Healthcare it's Partners. A, it's just a really there, yeah. quick boom uh, review of the game, all the big plays, whatever. All those things were never available. Right. We had sixteen millimeter film. <laughs> you, you played the game. You played the game on Friday night. Yeah. Saturday. Uh, in the afternoon, right after the afternoon games were over, you had to have it. The, every place is a bit different drop off. You had to in, literally cut the. Film. When I was in scouting, we, I had to drive to Waterville and put it on Dick McGee. He was the coach at Colby. Yeah. Put it on his doorstep. He had a little box there, and then Sunday morning, I go back to his house after six o'clock in the morning. Butcher Blank and his brother used to drive down to Boston, take it to the lab. Have the, the films are delivered. They stayed overnight. Came early, early morning, drove them all back. So you had to wait a whole day before you could see him, and that's why nobody ever played on Saturday night because you couldn't get the film back; it's already done. So all of those things have been much, oh, made yeah. much, much easier. Plus, sixteen millimeter film was enormously expensive. I oh, bet yeah. it was unbelievable to get that, get those canisters done every week. Oh, it sounds like an absolute nightmare. Oh, <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, there was a lot to it's so it. So easy I'll now with digital. Um, but yeah, Thornton's playing Scarborough on Saturday, according to the website here, at 1 o'clock. Um, and so they'll be able to watch the Portland-Oxford Hills game uh, Friday and then take... A lot of scouting going on there. Yeah, they play each other Saturday afternoon there at 1 o'clock. Scarborough, of course, defending state champions cannot overlook them by any means. They are still a force I, to be I saw Scarborough play uh, Lewiston uh, at Lewiston, and uh, same thing. They're they're pretty fast. The, the Flaker kid... Oh, he's, he's incredible. His, his speed is second to nobody's. Yeah. They, they were an inside counter against Lewiston. Everybody in the stadium had an angle on him, and he ran by everybody. <laughs> right. It, it, seriously, the entire Lewiston team realized he had the ball, and I kept thinking, okay, I'm, I was looking down at the They're going to catch on about the 25. No. He ran by everybody. I mean, he just put the Jets on and kind of said, like, see you guys. And Scarborough looked pretty dominant last week. Yeah. yeah and Aloft, they've got two outstanding backs. It's a heavyweight uh, matchup right there. Yeah, I think that's going to be – that'll be a Donnybrook. Well, in, in Class B, we've had some upsets, at least Ooh. on paper. Oh, I know. Uh, Lawrence took down the top seed, Skowhegan. It wasn't close, 41-8. to eight. I, I think Skowhegan had won a game early against Brunswick and Coney that gave them heel points. Mm-hmm. But Maddie and I went up to Skowhegan to test equipment to see about doing one of their games early in the season because we did, Mike Haley and I did their playoff game mm-hmm. last year against Lawrence. Uh, yeah. We broadcast on the radio. And they were worried that if they didn't get off to a good start, they might be one and five. Wow. I mean, they knew they, they didn't have any depth, and they were very small up front. And what happened was they had a couple injuries, and late in the season, they, it wasn't the same team. Right, okay. And you can only rely on your quarterback to throw the ball just so many times, and eventually he, he can't overcome what you can't make up for. So, yeah, they were beat. I was surprised by the score. Yeah. Whew, 41 points laid on them by Lawrence. Was a, I was surprised at that. And Lawrence plays Brunswick, the three seed, who upended the two seed, Coney, 21-13 in a close one. So some upsets on that side of the bracket. On the other side, though, Kennebunk-Marshwood, pretty much. As expected. Everybody right? expected. Yeah. Although, 
Falmouth, Falmouth played a couple pretty good games early, but uh, yeah. you think Kennebunk? Kennebunk, 100%. You, you got them winning that game? Yeah, one of my friends, Cam Lovejoy, plays for him. So oh, really? Okay, I there you go. Take Boy, Moshwood's had a run, though. Boy, it's going to be, that'll hey, be a tough game. They're, yeah, they're it's pretty. It's at Kennebunk, though, right? Yes. Yeah, because yeah, Kennebunk yeah. got that, the top seed. That might make a difference. Yep, so that's class That's class B in the regional finals this weekend, but uh, at least one of those games is scheduled at least for Friday. The other one doesn't have a date yet, but... Uh, that those that should be certainly interesting. A couple uh, kind of chalk on one side of the bracket, if you will, and then um, some upsets there on the other side of the bracket in Class B and Class C. We we always we covered those Levitt games, and Levitt is just such an impressive program. But they had to deal with Freiburg in the regional final, and Freiburg beat them during the regular season. Uh, shut them out. What are your, thought, what are your thoughts on th- this matchup? T- two top seeds in that region. Yeah, I shut him out. I just that's where I was. That's why I came in a little bit late. I was yeah. interviewing Hathaway, and oh. yeah, he knows it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a heck of a game. They have a, a great defense, so it's gonna be two top defenses going against each other. The score the first time was thirteen to nothing, so nobody scored a lot of points. Levitt prides itself in getting out early. They like to get out early and then just keep after you. Yeah, um, I think uh, Mike Hathaway is worried about their running attack. They've got two really good running running backs. Uh, I can't come up with their names. Uh, even Are they going to be able to play this game at Levitt? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I asked him that. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's scheduled for six o'clock Saturday night. Okay. And uh, which remind me to tell you talk to you about night game. But anyway, <laughs> um, and I said, is there a thought? And he said, unless we get a horrible, horrible rainstorm, uh-huh. we, we want to play at home. I mean he. Even though the Lewiston feels great, it's it's tough to give up your home game when you've you've earned it. Yeah, you know, there's no question about that. And on the other side of the bracket, can Herman continue their run? They're they're number two seed, that, but that is really they got exciting. they got a break when MCI lost. And honestly, I don't know how to pronounce the team MCI lost to. N O K O M I S. Nicomas. I haven't covered the Nicomas game, obviously. Both of those teams are. Yeah. I don't want to say new to football because Nicomas had football a while now, but uh-huh. they they're not they weren't your original teams that everybody had a team. Yeah, uh, I think they probably have had football. Somebody will probably let us know, but I'm going to say Nicomas has had football fifteen years, twenty maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Herman's had it about. Five or six, yeah. So, so it's a great, great uh, upshot for for uh, Herman. It'll really, really boost their program to be in this game. Right? There isn't any question. Sure. Yeah. Well, neither one of them have been in any. And Herman gets to be at home for this. Yeah. MCI yeah. got beat. So yeah, they built a brand new high school out there, and I, I think they're really athletically on their way at Herman. And they're a suburb of Bangor Brewer, so uh, people that work in Bangor Brewer it gives them a place for their kids to go to a little smaller school and yeah. There's a lot to be said for that. So, AJ, of all these matchups we just kind of talked about, what are you most excited about besides yours? <laughs> I think the Kennebunk Marshwood game is okay. pretty, pretty yeah. exciting. And Saturday, I think I'm going down to watch the Levitt game. So. Watch the Levitt game? Okay, yeah. against Freiburg. Yeah. Uh, why is exciting to watch. Levitt's just oh, exciting to watch. Stephen Gray is an outstanding player. He had a pick six in their playoff game against uh, Camden Jordan. He's yes. pretty legit. They got some big... Ends, tight ends yeah. who are... I can't yeah. even think of his name right now. I'm drawing a complete blank, but number six. Um, his name will come to me in a minute. Calder? No. No, not Calder. No. Calder's like... Damian Calder? There's two Calders. No. They're no. both good. <laughs> uh, six. I can't even remember his name right now. Ah. But he, he got a lot of good players. He took a jet sweep yeah. to the house last week and okay. just made it look so easy against yeah. Cape. I was like, man, that is... <laughs> yeah, that is. They're going to be hard to stop. I think. Yeah, they, let, had, they had a touchdown call back even last week. They had like they three. Yeah. They had like three called back, and they still won thirty. They still to won thirty-three seven. 
<laughs> yeah, Levitt. I mean, they've, had, they've Alan, kind of suffered some Alan ups. Peabody. Alan Peabody. Oh, that's okay. the name. Yeah, Peabody. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He's, Hathaway ran a Hathaway, touchdown about yeah. 35 yards. Boy, he probably ran about 80 yards and got – And he's a really sophomore. Only 35. So yeah. This program he's is uh, <laughs> pretty powerful there at Levitt. And, you know, they've had some upsets in recent years. They lost last year to Gardner uh, in their semis. but uh, I think that's going to help them this year. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see a letdown game. Yeah. And Freiburg's good though. Freiburg's really Freiburg's good. very good. Freiburg's yeah. very good. So I did their playoff game last year against York. They are very good. Yeah. So it should be interesting. Definitely Levitt and Freiburg game. That that's Class C. I think but. it'll be a very good game. That's for sure. So a lot of exciting regional finals. And again, we'll have um, the Portland Oxford Hills games. Uh, Portland Oxford Hills game on ninety six nine Ox Country. We'll have the Oak Hill, of course, game against Wells on uh, one hundred five Sports, and I think a couple others as well. This, this weekend, but definitely those two uh, for sure throughout the stations here. Um, so, yeah, that's high school football. We'll take a break. We'll come back and maybe talk some Patriots, Celtics, everything else going on in New England. This is the B-List Daily on 105 Sports and Sports Time 780 live from the Spectrum Healthcare Partners studios here in Auburn. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care, where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com slash ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com slash ortho. The 18th Annual MBR All-Star Weekend takes place November 17th and 18th at the Augusta Civic Center, presented by Spectrum Healthcare Partners. The weekend consists of the best high school basketball players throughout northern and southern Maine, squaring off from 6th grade to 12th grade. Boys and girls, get signed up now. Find more information at mainebasketballreport.com or at mbr.org. November 17th and 18th, you'll be able to watch the live stream of those games as well at mbr.org. All presented by Spectrum Healthcare Partners. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave Moisture Control Units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave Units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. Wave Home Solutions for a healthy 
If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All aboard MBR.org! The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations or visit their all new and very popular team pages mbr.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in maine coming in february all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24 7 it's high school sports heaven all aboard mbr.org if you are a coach a booster a pta leader maine athletic fundraising is the choice to help you make money maine athletic fundraising works with both high school and youth programs of all ages to make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time no risk no minimums mark smith and his staff will walk you through every step of their plan to help you meet your financial goals call them today 207-468-1759 or check them out online mainathleticfundraising.com delivering on the promise when it comes to insurance choose the best the shampoo insurance group licensed by more than 30 companies including ohio mutual insurance group Shampoo will customize a quality, affordable policy for your home and auto. Visit Shampoo Insurance in Lewiston, Pinkham Agency in Farmingdale, Rogers Agency in Lisbon Falls, and People's Agency in Monmouth. Delivering on the promise at Shampoo Pinkham Rogers Insurance Agency. Welcome back into the Spectrum Healthcare Partners Studios. My name is Aaron Morse, filling in for Maddie B on this Wednesday. Happy to have AJ Redmond from Oak Hill High School, the Raiders, in the regional final this weekend against Wells in Class D, and of course, Coach Dave Wing in studio as well. We had uh, Ryan Palmer texting into the text line, uh, <laughs> reminding us that there is Class E and that Derrigo is playing at Freeport uh, this weekend in the Class E title game. Thoughts on that one? Roll Cougars, baby. Let's go. <laughs> you know a lot of those kids as well. Yeah, I um, we played against them obviously for the first three years of high school. But okay, Alex, um, one of my good friends from there. So it'd Dierigo, be pretty good to see him get it done. Diego has been there before. Mm-hmm. Um, they won a state championship, whatever. I I can't say that Freeport hasn't won one, but I I think again they're a, a, a program that hasn't Relatively always new, had football, yeah. 
And uh, so this is a big deal, for, especially for Freeport. For sure. Uh, but again, the whole idea of having the Class E division is those schools that are struggling with numbers, mm-hmm. it gives them an opportunity to play schools of similar ilk, you know, that have the same issues, the same problems. And you're not, because of enrollment, having to play, um, you know, pick a school. Right. Wells. Right. Wells right, would yeah. be, it, they would be in class D and they'd be playing Wells. Yeah. And it just doesn't make sense for either program. So it, it's fantastic. And both of those schools have had great years. Uh, Ryan Palmer's done all the Deerigo games, and I know mm-hmm. he's really tuned in. He'll on, have the call on, of that one as well, I believe, on yeah. 100.7. Is that correct, if I'm not mistaken? He can tell us. He will t- text us <laughs> in a minute. He'll tell us in so. a minute what, 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 which one that one's on. <laughs> but uh, don't want to forget about Class E. Anyway, when we went to break, I was going to say one of the things that's a little frustrating for me um, because I coached at, at a – a couple of schools initially, Bangor and Brewer, that had lights, mm-hmm. some of the original lights. And uh, the MPA guidelines and some of the league guidelines say that the the game will be the game time will be mutually agreed upon. Well, mm-hmm. I understand. Sometimes, for instance, you got SAT Saturday. Well, you, you, should you play the game at one or could you move it to two? You know, the, some of those things make sense to me. And you agree on, yeah, that makes sense. You guys got SATs. We so on and so forth. Um, but Friday night teams, you, I think you want to play on Friday night. And those teams that normally play on Saturday, they, you asked AJ, he told us during the break, you get jacked up when you're playing on Friday night. There's something about it means a little bit Friday night. And um, it means the same thing for that team that normally plays Friday nights. Mm-hmm. And then you take a Saturday team, they're used to playing on Saturday. And you think it shouldn't make any difference but it's just different and uh especially early in the season you're playing instead of playing on a nice cool friday night you're potentially playing in, in pretty hot weather and so on so anyway it a lot of times it's not an issue during the during the regular season when it becomes an issue for me is during the playoffs and that is because it says in in a lot of the leagues if you can't mutually agree upon a time then the game will be played at one o'clock on saturday you know the old classic time well, I say if you're the number one seed, you ought to be able to – you got the home game. You earned the home game. You ought to be able to determine when the game is being played, not be at the mercy of a team that – let's say a Saturday team that says we don't want to play Friday night, we want to play Saturday. I, I, it, I, it certainly doesn't take away your home field advantage, but I, I think it makes some difference uh, in, in how you approach the game and – it changes the routine and all of that, but um, it's never been solved. It's been—I mean, you know how long ago I coached. It's been the same <laughs> rule. They've never—they've never tweaked it. And I was saying to AJ during the during the break when my son was a junior, he played at Levitt. They won the state championship. They played Kennebunk at home on a Saturday because Kennebunk wouldn't play on on Friday night. Part of that I understand a little bit. It's cold this time of year on mm-hmm. a Friday night, or it could be. Now you don't know. Some nights you, it's fifty degrees out, you know. But anyway, that's a frustration for me because I think you earned the right to be the home team. You ought to be able to play when you want to play. Yeah, we um, mentioning the broadcast we're having. I want to reiterate: Oxford Hills at Portland uh, Friday night, ninety six nine FM Ox Country. Also Friday night, Oak Hill at Wells, 
105.5 Sports, 12.40 AM, and also AM 780 if you're in Rumford. And then, so you're on a lot of stations, AJ. Yeah. yeah. And, then, uh, <laughs> and then Saturday at 6 p.m., Freiburg at Levitt, 105.5, 1240, 780 as well. Those are the ones we have listed on NBR as well. Uh, there go. I'm, I know Palmer's been calling those games all year, so I imagine he'll probably get that one on 100.7, but don't have yes. it on schedule yet. He, but, uh, he'll – Yeah. If he's listening, and I'm sure he is, he'll, uh, he'll text us. For sure. Yeah, the Levitt game, I talked to – I just interviewed Hath- Coach Hathaway this morning. Um about whether or not they might move it and whatever, and because he wants to play at home, he said the one problem with playing Saturday night, uh, they're given their day, they feel the extra day, and and uh, there's some weather coming in on Friday up up there anyway, and uh, so he said the one problem with playing Saturday night is uh, waiting all day Saturday. Oh yeah, you know bet. when you got a Friday night game, you're at least you're at it, school. It's school, yeah. And then, <laughs> matter of fact, I used to hate. I used to say the coaches. I hate it when you have a workshop day on a Friday, so everybody's off from school. The kids sleep too long. They lay around. They don't do anything. They eat That's junk. what I do on weekends. They I'm 30 junk, years yeah, old. Yeah, they, <laughs> eat junk food. they eat junk food, and then they show up for the game wonder why they're logy. Yeah, I used to say if I could find a way. Well, you know what we used to do when Haley and I were retired and came back to coaching at Oak Hill? Mm-hmm. We would say in a workshop day like that when we were going to play a Friday night game. We'd have we'd have a walkthrough in the morning. We'd have them in. Yeah, we, we'd have a walkthrough. We said we're available. We'll have a walkthrough. Yeah, because coach they, coach Duzette doesn't teach at the school either. So we, we have, have a we walkthrough. have walkthroughs bef- every day before game day. We have yeah, we're pretty intense. Down yeah, there. <laughs> no, no, but I I, think, I I think you do. You get a rhythm. You get a routine. You get used to it. It's like the whether or not you come in on a Saturday morning versus not coming in. You know, we used to do the same thing every AJ. Week. Every when week. we when we played on Friday night at home, we we had a clinic on Saturday morning for all the young kids, and all our kids were there. We got some stretching done or whatever, and then we're, you're all instructing the kids. It's right. it's great for everybody. We get donuts and cider, and have, you know have a good time. And then on the away games, we would just come in and check injuries and do a, a walk. We've definitely had some some more physical practices on Saturday than others. That's for sure. Sure. Um, tough loss. You want to get the bad blood out and get the good blood in, type of thing. Um, How much a, tackling do you get to practice? We don't, How's that done? Okay, so what all? I mean physically, I'm not. Yeah, yeah I'm not talking mean. about like yeah. straight hitting. Right, right, right. But like for us, it's it's stand up. We yeah. don't don't take anybody to the ground. Don't hit below the waist, type of thing. Right. Um, we do form tackling every day. Sure. Um, get obviously you want to practice tackling um, the right way. Keep yeah. yourself healthy and make sure everybody's healthy. That's kind of the main goal, but. I mean, things have changed. You know, when I played, we wore pads every day, full pads every day, including the day before the game, yeah. full pads. <laughs> it, depends, then, it depends on the week. Yeah, and then I think uh, as I started coaching, uh, we went to full pads except for the day before the game. Then on that day, we maybe wear game stuff, uh, sweatshirts or whatever, and, and just get the legs loosened up and whatever and do a kind of a heavy walkthrough. Yeah. Uh, now teams are doing really one what I call heavy day, like a Wednesday, uh, full pads and quite a bit of hitting, whatever. The other days they do a lot of uppers only, you know, no no, uh, no, no uh, hip pads and stuff. Makes it lighter, you're a little easier on your legs and whatever. I was saying to somebody the other day, uh, I, went down to the, I went down to the parade, uh, Mike Walker and I, and we coached together at Skowhegan and we well, you, you, had, you reported live from the parade, right? I did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you were here, actually, right? I was yeah, here, he was yeah, with me. Maddie. Yeah. He was in for me. 
Maddie uh, was just being so oh, whiny. He was, <laughs> very, he was very irritated. He was irritated. Was he was irritated. <laughs> as soon as we got off the call with them, he was... The inter- yeah, like so next fifteen minutes was it. talking about how he hates the Red Sox. I'm so sick of it. And then when they and then when they started bringing the trophy to the, the Patriots, the the Bruins, or the, the Celtics, just rubbing thing, it in his face. I'm sick of seeing that trophy. I said, Maddie, come on. If the Yankees are doing that, you'd be loving every minute. Anyway, going back to that, uh, in, in the old days, a lot of times Monday was simply uh, stretch out a little form running, whatever, and then watch the film and. When I was in Skowhegan, one of my assistants was a kind of a workout nut, and uh, he liked to run and lift and whatever. And so, I would do the JV game, watch, mm. and you know, sit, stand up in the stands and watch the game. And he would, first of all, he'd take our kids at the cross country course, not fast, but they ran the cross country course. Then they come back and do some agility, you know, crabs and this and I mean, he worked them hard. Then we went in and lifted weights. Mm-hmm. And then we watched the film. It was a full, Monday was a full day, mainly because when you play on Friday nights, which in our league everybody played Friday nights, you, you, you can't waste a day. Yeah, you can't waste time. you got to get a workout in. Uh, I liked one of the things that Mike Hathaway uh, kind of looked at. You know, football play is 10 seconds. Yep. Football play lasts about 10 seconds. At most, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so he, his weightlifting routine during the week it's on a whistle. Blows a whistle, or, or maybe he doesn't blow a whistle. They always say don't don't start your drill with a whistle because that's a stop. But you know something to say go. They lift whatever it is, ten seconds, stop. Then they switch part. You know, so switch part. Yeah, we, so do, like, so we do. something. So it's like back that. in the huddle. Yeah, I think it, a lot of people have gone to that now. Yeah. I really like that because it's more game like. Uh, when we, my wife and I coached middle school ice hockey, we used to do plyos uh, during the week when we didn't have ice time and. Same thing. I did it on a timer. You you're on the the hiding board where you're, you're, trying, you're pretending skating back and forth. Same thing. You do it like it's a shift. Forty five seconds to a minute out. Somebody else in. So if you're rotating three people in that, it's just like what happens in the game. You, and then you get that rest, and then you're back out there. So yeah, I think anything that you can make it as game like as you can is. I think that's works. the thing that's kind of helped us, especially at Oak Hill. Yeah. Um, Everything's intense. Yeah. Walkthroughs are intense. Watching film is intense. Like everything we do, we stretch, and like it's it, you'd think it's like a military camp. Like <laughs> it's very intense all the time. Business twenty four seven. Yeah. And when the work's done, that's when we have fun. Winning is fun. So therefore, we put the work in during the week. Um, and if you put get put if the coaches put pressure on you during the week, when it comes to the game, it's kind of yeah. easy at some points. Um, mentally, um, they put you in pressure. We run no huddle up and down, up and down the field every day in practice. So in games, when we're running no huddle, there's teams that are getting really, really gassed. Right. And we're four or five plays into a drive. We're like, we're just getting going. Yeah. We do this for an hour and 45 minutes. Light sweat now. (laughs) Yeah. We do this for an hour and 45 minutes every day at practice. Like we hit the sled for 45 minutes every single Tuesday. Yeah. Like this is easy for us. Obviously. Um, you come to the sideline, you do adjustments and stuff like that. But AJ, the numbers are down uh, in football, sports in general, uh, not just football. We we're talking about football because it's football season. But right. in, you ask the soccer coaches, their numbers are down. You also need more players to field a football. Yeah, team. field hockey numbers are down. You know whatever. Why? 
What, what are you thinking? Other than the enrollments down in the schools, or just, we, pop, just population we of Maine. Is we <laughs> understand that's the, the bigger, yeah. that's the broader problem. Is the enrollments have dropped? Oh, well, even at Oak Hill, since I was there, yeah, I wonder the if the percentages are still the same, but the raw numbers are fewer. Well, that would be a good question, it. wouldn't it? What do you think? What's causing that? Um, I really don't know. Um, I mean, other there's things- obviously a couple. There's a lot of people who could play sports that don't. Mm. I feel like. Um, I think it's when I was younger, everyone played sports. Mm, everyone right. played sports, and then as you get older, you kind of find what you like to do, whether that's drama or singing or, or art yeah. or whatever. Whatever you do, you you do that to the best of your ability, whatever. But yeah, um, and I think as we got older, more people chose to kind of stray away from sports. And I think for football, in particular, um, a lot of the parents kind of kind of kept their kids out of it. I, I have a couple of friends who played all the way up through we got to high school and they didn't play not because they didn't want to but because their parents just wouldn't let them mm. um i don't know if that's the same in every sport but i think in football it's kind of a valid reason obviously well yeah in high so. school the hits get a little bit harder i'd imagine and then yeah the injury risk is <laughs> i mean i always worry than, about what like not, sixth grade it's always the issue whether or not they need a job and because i used to say to kids what do you need a job for for my car <laughs> what do you need a car for? You know, I mean, you know, to it's go a, places. Yeah, it's a self-fulfilling <laughs> you can't prophecy. Can't go anywhere in Maine without a or car. Or whether it's uh, don't don't want to put up with somebody working us that hard, uh, telling us what to do, and uh, yeah, pretty much. My reason yeah. was uh, my freshman year of high school. Well, my spring of eighth grade, my high school invited me to come to a, a camp to see what would be like to play football and i was like oh that's what i've always dreamed of being like a center right in the offensive line snapping the ball every play and then i go to it and then okay yeah if you want to be on the team uh in the fall you got to come to the weight room every single day during the summer i'm like nope <laughs> that was not gonna happen <laughs> i'm like i've been playing baseball my whole life without ever having to go to the weight room why do i have to do this so uh, that was the one day that i ever considered playing football considered, and then yeah. i was just like i'm just doing baseball but uh <laughs> I think that's a lot of kids' problem. They don't want to. Yeah, they don't want to commit to it. Kind yes, of thing. they that don't want to. That was my problem. Do it. <laughs> like I mean, I'm not going to hate on anybody because I've totally been there. But like, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it'll kill. Especially we kind of. Yeah. We commit to it. There's that, a lot of kids who are in the weight room every day, all year round. Right. I'm sure. I, I think it has to do with communities too. I mean, you you take a community like Winslow, whose their room has dropped dramatically, but they're still playing all the sports. They've got. You know, a lot of hardy kids working at it because it, it's what the community is. Grampy played, you know, Grammy played sport. You know, everybody did something, and the community is used to that's the norm. Everybody does it. Everybody's excited for Friday night and Saturday and those kind of things. We will have uh, Tim Rosenthal, by the way, calling right, in Tim. from Bruins Daily at 11 a.m. So, Coach Winkie, be on your best because he he's, he's out of it. You and I will do the hockey about stuff. the Boston Bruins. <laughs> Who I I I've, I've literally never watched the Bruins game, but Coach Wing will have that interview with Tim Rosenthal at 11 a.m. from yeah. Bruins Daily. Um, I did promise some Patriots talk, um, but we'll have to get to that a little bit later <laughs> because uh, Tim should be calling in. We in about got another four hour. Minutes. We fine. got another hour. We got time to talk it's Patriots. Fine. We got time. So what we'll do now is we'll take another break, and then we'll have Tim on the other side of the break. Uh, to talk some Boston Bruins, and we'll go into some more professional sports, including the Patriots as well. This is the B-List Daily on Sports Time 780, and of course, the new 105.5 Sports. W288CW 105.5 FM, Auburn. WEZRAM 1240, Lewiston. WTME AM 780, Rumford. This is 105 Sports. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. 
the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care, where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com ortho. The 18th Annual MBR All-Star Weekend takes place November 17th and 18th at the Augusta Civic Center, presented by Spectrum Healthcare Partners. The weekend consists of the best high school basketball players throughout northern and southern Maine, squaring off from 6th grade to 12th grade. Boys and girls, get signed up now. Find more information at mainebasketballreport.com or at mbr.org. November 17th and 18th, you'll be able to watch the live stream of those games as well at mbr.org. All presented by Spectrum Healthcare Partners. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave Moisture Control Units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave Units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All aboard MBR.org. The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel.
travel news and cancellations, or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org. If you are a coach, a booster, a PTA leader, Maine Athletic Fundraising is the choice to help you make money. Maine Athletic Fundraising works with both high school and youth programs of all ages to make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time. No risk, no minimums. Mark Smith and his staff will walk you through every step of their plan to help you meet your financial goals. Call them today, 207-468-1759, or check them out online, MainAthleticFundraising.com. Delivering on the promise. When it comes to insurance, choose the best. The Shampoo Insurance Group, licensed by more than 30 companies, including Ohio Mutual Insurance Group, Shampoo will customize a quality, affordable policy for your home and auto. Visit Shampoo Insurance in Lewiston, Pinkham Agency in Farmingdale, Rogers Agency in Lisbon Falls, and People's Agency in Monmouth. Delivering on the promise. At Shampoo Pinkham Rogers Insurance Agencies. It's the B-List Daily here on 105 Sports. Sports Time 780 in Rumford. Live from the Spectrum Healthcare Partners Studios. My name is Aaron Morse filling in for Maddie B on this Wednesday. We got Coach Dave Wing and Oak Hills AJ Redmond in the studio as well. And on the phone right now, we have Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily to talk some Boston Bruins. Tim, how is everything? Uh, doing all right. A lovely day here in Boston, day after midterms, and, and definitely means to harass for everything that happens here in Boston, especially the midterms. I think we should just blame uh, Maddie today because he's not <laughs> here to defend himself. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm all in on that. That sounds good. I like it. Works for me also. Yeah, really. Hey, uh, Tim, injuries to the defense. What what do we hear about uh, Charlie McAvoy? Uh, yes, yeah, so McAvoy is working out off the ice, but he hasn't been cleared uh, for um, on-ice contact uh, from right here. Now they're just on the ice now, and uh, I'll be going back in to check out to see if he's actually out there today, but he had to skate in a few weeks, and I, he might even had a setback from what I heard from uh, Cassidy a couple weeks ago. So, yes, he did, I believe, skate a little bit, but he hasn't really been clear for any on-ice participation with the team quite yet. So is this this isn't the heart issue? Somebody said he had a concussion, maybe? Uh, I don't know if it's related to the heart issue or if it's a concussion issue or whatnot. I do know that they had a flying back from that game in Edmonton um, a few weeks ago, so I don't know. Either it's unclear right now. Maybe uh, we'll get more once uh, McAvoy resumes skating activities, but I can't tell you definitively what the issue is for the time being. I mean, the, the good news is um, the way their schedule worked out, it has allowed them to see some other defensemen and see what they might be able to bring to the team. Yes, and you saw that with uh, Jeremy Lozon a little bit. Uh, he has been sent back into Providence now that uh, Matt Grizzlick's healthy. You saw Euro Bakkenen in there a little bit. Uh, he is, did skate today before practice with uh, Kevin Miller, who still was in game without a stick with his uh, hand injury, I believe. But uh, good to see Bakkenen out there at the very least if they decide to send him back down to Providence. He'll be getting some more time down there. So is there an 
ETA on Miller getting back in the in the uh, lineup? Well, he'll be reevaluated, I believe, next week. Uh, they say uh, originally it was a three to four weeks until he got reevaluated. So after that, and if he's cleared, I think uh, you'll see him shortly after. I don't have a definitive timetable, but um, maybe if, if all goes according to plan, maybe either during the next West Coast uh, trip that they go to Colorado and Phoenix, I believe, or uh, sometime after that, maybe even a little after Thanksgiving. Tim, the uh, second and third line uh, scoring has kind of dried up. <laughs> what uh, Do you see any plan forward going forward on that? Well, uh, I wrote about this uh, about a week ago, and the idea here is maybe you have to break up that top line of uh, Marshy and Bergeron and Pasternak. That's not uh, that far from ideal, I think, if you're Cassidy, but I think he, uh, that's my fourth of ten. Now, one skater who is skating particularly well, but the results have, haven't shown for it, is Andrew Stewart. I think um, over the last few games, he's really skating hard, he's really finding his group a little bit since that uh, injury last year. And um, originally, um, they projected him to be with um, Marshan and Bergeron on that uh, top line before everything went haywire last year. So uh, maybe he gets a shot up there. Maybe you see DeBrusque move up to that top line as well. Maybe you see um, a little bit of Stanton Heinen up there as well. But uh, right now, I do think he's going to try to stick with the line for time being because especially, and he mentioned this, Cassie mentioned this uh, Saturday after a game, he, he, he essentially said he, he doesn't want to let guys off the hook and breaking up that Marshall and Bergeron Pasternak line might be a sign of laying him off the hook. So for a time being, they're stuck with what they have. Maybe sure. they try to add at the trade deadline because even if they improve their secondary score, and they still need uh, someone in that third line third spot, I believe. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think, just off, just quick, I think they're missing Riley Nash. I really do. Um, what about... Yeah, uh, a little bit, for sure. Uh, yeah. But, but um, uh, uh, one of their good finds, I think, in the offseason has been Jokey Nordstrom. He's been kind of filling that Riley Nash role, not only as a center on the third or fourth line, but when needed, he can um, also adjust to Wayne. He, he's played uh, with Krejci a couple times here and there. I don't think he's a long-term solution, but I think he could fit that Riley Nash world quite nicely in the long run. I know, Tim, you talked about uh, they wanted Donato to get more playing time, and so they sent him to Providence. Um is there a same thing? Is there a timeline on that? Are they looking for him to do something specific, something he wasn't doing with the big club? Yeah, well, A, this game more ice time will be beneficial to him, but especially uh, his play away from the puck is where he really needs to improve. Got a quick shot. We saw him uh, going to the bat during his time here, not just uh, this year, but uh, in the last year when he uh, had, I believe, 12 nine or 12 points in the final uh, two weeks of the season there when he was uh, called up, and that's the Ryan Denon they really want to see. Now, can he can he, um, uh, can he produce a third or fourth line role? Maybe not as much. I don't think he uh, really adjusted to that role uh, kindly uh, during the past couple of weeks as Cassie was trying to tinker with his lines, but we'll see what happens. If he dominates uh, down in Providence, then I see him 
coming back up there sooner rather than later. Last time we talked to you, Tim, you talked about who they might be looking at uh, to trade for. Uh, any new names or anybody that you uh, know that they're really focused on? Just given the uh, state of the NHL right now, I think the names I've been discussing, whether it's a Panarin, whether it's um, a Mark Stone out of Ottawa, I, uh, just given the state of the NHL, those are the names you'll likely be hearing over the next few months because uh, usually you don't see, or I should say, maybe not usually, but the past couple of years you don't see that um, October and November surprise we're all used to. Um, uh, back in the day when they traded Joe Thornton. Now, last year you saw Matthew Shen move, uh, and that really hasn't helped uh, Ottawa for that matter. And I think teams are, after seeing that, might be a little cautious to uh, try and make a big-time move this early in the season. But there could be some rumblings. I don't know. But uh, at the same time, I think you're going to wait uh, until uh, we get closer to trade deadline and, uh, the, um, in terms of the major names for sure. Hey Tim, speaking about Ottawa, uh, I I just think that's wrong. That not that they're talking about their coach. I mean that's part of the package. You you were in a pro level and you're with the same people and the same coach over a long haul. You, you're gonna say some things. I I can't believe that the Uber driver uh, recorded it and then and then uh, posted it. I mean that's nasty. Oh, I know. And unfortunately, we live in a world today where there's no such uh, thing as privacy or it's very limited at the very best. And it's a double-edged sword. I mean, yes, uh, we all complain about um, our bosses, I'm sure. Um, but at the same time, uh, you got to be careful on uh, where, who, where you uh, complain, I suppose, um, You could, uh, because you're always being recorded. I don't know. It's... Uh, Certainly a messy situation up there in Ottawa, and um, I I certainly agree with you with the Uber driver being shady and recording that message. But um, at the same time, Ottawa uh, isn't doing themselves any favor with this uh, PR disaster here. Because yesterday, uh, none of the names who were none of the players who were in that Uber video were out there uh, discussing their actions uh, with the media. Now, I do think they had a written statement the day before, but it, this is damage control here. And just to show you the mess up in Ottawa that uh, these players, Duchenne uh, was one, and I forget the other two on top of my head, but they need to be out there and doing damage control right now. The yeah. fact that they haven't been, I think it's not a good look on them. And now with the teams looking Sorry. at Duchenne at the trade deadline, for a trade, possible trade target, sure. I think they might be uh, a little bit um, ticked off at that, and uh, maybe they won't look at it as much. Tim, you know, I know they have a horrible stadium situation there. Now we got this whole thing with the players and the coach. Are they going to last in Ottawa? Uh, my guess is yes, only because the owner there will keep it as long as he wants. I don't think he's going to move out. Ottawa necessarily until unless he absolutely has to. Now he needs a new arena in downtown. That would be ideal for him, but uh, I think that would be a last resort. And of course, you're going to have to have taxpayers put the bill because we all know these days um, owners don't like paying out their own pockets with these multi-million, hundred million, billion-dollar stadiums there, and um, it's going to be a mess up in Ottawa. 
for at least another five, maybe even ten years. Last thing, Tim, what's the schedule look like this week? Uh, tomorrow against Vancouver, then you got a back-to-back Saturday and Sunday against uh, Toronto and Vegas. So, yes, uh, it looks like Tuca and Halak will still be uh, playing time this week anyway, just given the schedule. And another set of back-to-back, three and four nights, too. By the way, Halak's looked great, hasn't he? Oh, for sure. He's uh, certainly outplaying Tuca. Now, Rask, aside from that soft goal he gave up uh, Monday night, he looked okay, but he's still far from the form that... Uh, he wants to be. He'll, he'll come back. Yeah, he'll come back. I think you saw last year that December, that run from December to mid-February, that's the form I think Bruins fans would like to see. And not just uh, for that stretch, but also through the rest of the year and into the playoffs. Well, Tim, thanks. We'll look, yeah, to, thanks. look to hear from you next Wednesday. Yes, thanks, Coach, and we'll sure we'll give uh, Maddie some uh, more ribbons for sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Tim Rosenthal, thanks again. Uh, thank you. Take Talk care, Tim. Week. All right, that was Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily, breaking breaking down the Boston Bruins. He, as only he does. He calls us right from the new practice facility, and uh, I'm going to say, oh God, it's been two months now. My daughter and I went uh, in you. You walked right into the practice facility. It's fantastic. It's it's just a great facility. Uh, it, it overlooks uh, well, and that kind of overlooks the highway. But you, there's some stuff in the background, some of the city. But it's it, it there are windows from the ceiling, which is really really high, to the floor, and uh, it's just a terrific place. Not a lot of seating. I mean, they're not planning on having a big event there. They got a great restaurant. If you come in to watch a practice, or you come in to watch, I think they have other things. I, I'm not. I know that when I was there, they were having the a men's adult Cam Am Canada America series. I don't know, and they were all, but there were people there in the stands, the people going up to the restaurant to eat. That it was just just a great place uh, for a practice facility. I bet the and you know downstairs they've got. They've got all the all the things you need to work out and the training rooms and all that stuff. And then the the Celtics facilities is right there. W- what they did was it's a great idea. Uh, New Balance. They said to New Balance, "How about bringing your headquarters to Bank to Boston?" And they said, "Tell you what, we'll make a deal with you. We'll bring it, but we need you to find a a, a part of the city that's just run down and nothing's happening." And we'll make a deal. We'll put our facility there, but you need to get the community involved in putting in some restaurants, some stores, some whatever. So what's happened is New Balance built their their uh, headquarters there, and you walk not as far as George's Pizza, and there's the <laughs> Bruins practice facility, and then the Celtics practice facility. They put in a tea stop there, and now suddenly... They've torn down some old crappy buildings, and they build a couple of nice restaurants. It's it's become a place where you didn't walk down, want to walk down that alley. And now, we my daughter and I pulled up. Uh, it, it's a great place. We had a we went to the a little cafe there and had something to eat. Went over to the Bruins facility, so it really was nice that business and community working together to make it a. It's a really nice place now. You, the 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 New Balance place is, facility is really nice. It it's. It's pretty special. It really is. 
Boston Bruins, obviously, still very early in their season, but uh, Tim obviously breaking things down. Boy, they uh, they having trouble scoring, and you know, I he mentioned that. I don't know what you do with that as a coach. You take a line that's about as good as anybody's. You know, Bergeron, Marchand, and, and uh, Pasternak. If you break them up, who who are you sending where? And who are you going to bring up to play with them? Because Krejci can be effective with the second line, but he, what he needs is he need he really needs that big, strong, powerful forward that goes in the corners that will stand in front of the net and tip the puck and whatever. Well, first of all, they don't have one of those. Bacchus maybe, but he's you know he's on the downside of all that. Last year they they struck lightning in a bottle. The brush came up and was fantastic all the way through including the playoffs but he hasn't hit his stride yet this year so far so they're not, they're not getting anything out of any line other than that if they if that first line doesn't score good night you know there's just and the, the goalies have to be perfect because uh the defense has been injured you know miller's out uh mcavoy's out i mean whew. so Fortunately, the schedule has been, I don't want to say it's been light, because when I said that last week, Tim Tim growled at me. <laughs> but I think that they, you know, they haven't played Pittsburgh. They haven't played Toronto. They played Toronto this week. They haven't played uh, Tampa. You know, not having to play those teams right off. They played Buffalo. They played Ottawa twice, and they're a mess. So I think the schedule has helped them kind of get adjusted. Now what we need to do is see, can can management come up with a move that will you know, put some life into their offense because that's a that's tough. If you don't ever, the league now is they score. It's like foot. It's like the NFL now. Scoring yeah. is up because the rules mm-hmm. are so tilted towards the offense. It's scary. Well, speaking of the NFL, um, the Patriots are at Tennessee this Sunday, one o'clock kick on CBS. And Tennessee, don't know if you watched the Monday night game, had arguably their best game of the year, uh, beating Dallas. And Dion Lewis, former Patriot, finally seemed to really be integrated into that offense. Um, uh, you know, Belichick is known for always trying to stop the other team's best player. In the Titans' case, I mean, it might be Mariota, but also Dion Lewis looking pretty good right now. Yeah, I think it's good news, bad news. I think Lewis has looked pretty good. Mariota looked good for them. Malcolm Butler, not so much. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He- you know, I feel bad for him. You know, he made maybe one of the most iconic plays in Patriots history. Yeah, right. uh, He's going to gonna save, get torched this weekend. Yeah, to save a, a uh, the Super Bowl. And whew, he was he looked like a turnstile on, on uh, Monday night. The, the This is a little bit of a trap game for the Patriots. They've got a bye week after which they all look forward to. Oh, yeah. Especially at this time of year. You don't want it too early and you want it too late, right about now. And uh, they're playing at Tennessee, and they're playing against Vrabel. And of all the all the uh, Belichick disciples, that's right. he seems to be one of those guys that has a, a way about him that's going to be more successful than the others. I mean, that's kind of a harsh thing to say, but Charlie Weiss never did anything. Romeo Cornell... Um, Patricia is too early. Yeah, Patricia's too early. Although the boy Matt Stafford got sacked yeah. ten Ooh. times, I think, by what's the Vikings. It, what's his name in Houston? I mean, Bill they, O'Brien. Yeah, Bill they've O'Brien. been yeah. they've been okay. Couldn't Josh his name. experience. They, the first it looks time. to me, oh <laughs> looks to me now that his quarterback's healthy, they're probably going to be a little better. But uh, they had a tough break with Will Fuller being out for the year yeah. for many reasons. 
but uh, <laughs> I'm selfish. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> seems to me that Vrabel has the that right demeanor. He's a hard worker. Uh, he really, even though I don't like them, he really helped to turn and save the Ohio State football program. Mm. When he and the, the guy that coached with him, they were kind of like co-coaches and can't remember the guy. They, they never uh, talk about the year after Trestle left. Yeah. Oh, Luke Fickle. Yeah. Fickle. There you go. All right. Wait they actually had that. a losing season that year. Yeah. But, they, but, but, which is rare. but again, but what they did was yeah. they really established a culture that is appropriate and whatever. And, and, uh, I was kind of disappointed that the kid didn't get the job when he, I think he and Vrabel might've stayed there. Then Vrabel went to, to Houston to be the defensive, uh, coordinator along with Cronell and, Got the job at Tennessee, which is shocking. Rarely do you see a coach get an opportunity, his first head coaching job, to go to a team that's pretty decent. Yeah. They always go to some horrible team. And, and then, you know, well, like going to Detroit or whatever. You, you just go to Jason Fuller. You're not listening to that, are you? He's a Detroit. <laughs> he's a Lions fan. Detroit so. hasn't been horrible in no, no, recent not years. Horrible. But they, they looked horrible the, last week. They pounded the Patriots. Holy. That right. That ugly. game. That Fair was enough. the game. That was ugly. That was the game where the, uh, our friend from Pat's Propaganda thought the Patriots actually were in trouble this year. And they, yeah, they were. Seven <laughs> Maddie always I says, never worried about they weren't, they relax, they weren't everybody. Trouble, yeah. It isn't November yet. <laughs> They're going to be 8-2 at the bye week. And everybody's going to talk about the Patriots are back. Like, let's I'll tell you, uh, <clears throat> people need to relax. I, I thought they looked good against the Green Bay because um, they don't put a lot of pressure on the quarterback just for their front four. And Belichick is so reticent to stunt unless it's the for him the perfect situation. He doesn't want to free up some space that they can get to or throw to or get the right play. However... They looked pretty good many, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, think of how many times Aaron Rodgers stood back there and he couldn't find anybody open, which means they covered really well. The secondary well. played very well. Very Two well. for seven for 15 yards in the fourth quarter. Tell Aaron me, Rogers. Jason McCourty, in preseason we were talking about whether he's going to even make the team. Thinking maybe going to cut him. Look at him now. Gilmore is a stud. Oh, Steve, Gilmore Stephon is Stephon Gilmore is amazing. Isn't he unbelievable? They just put him on Devontae Adams the whole what, game. What he isn't, he's not a cornerback that comes up and tackles the run game. No. Forget it. He's I, a I, that's not his game. No. Who shuts down your best yeah, receiver. He's a cover corner. Yeah. No question about that. For, Boy, is I don't good. think he's that fast, but Devontae Adams is decently decently uh, speedy. Yeah. And oh, he made sure. it look, I don't want to say easy, but... For lack of a better term, fairly easy to keep Adams up had, with Adams. Adams had one catch in the second half. The other thing that with Gilmore being so good allows you to do is what the Patriots like to do a lot of times is take the top receiver, double him on like one side, in. and then put put uh, Gilmore on the number two receiver and mm-hmm. shut him down. Boy, that that really – they've done that for a long time now. That It's going to be a good game. Matty was going to go. and uh, To Tennessee? Yeah, the whole – yeah. The whole oh. – uh, the ticket situation, and he remember he's going to be in Richmond on Saturday. He was even thinking about driving to Tennessee. Oh. I said, I said, Maddie, you're nuts. Oh, I said, that's that nuts. That makes, no a, that makes yeah. more sense. No, though. no. Originally, he was going to just from he, here. He, he wanted to know if I wanted to go on that Sunday to Tennessee, and I said, not really. Yeah, why? Why not go to the Jets game on the 25th instead? Yeah, at the Jets. It that's is, closer. It is the Jets. <laughs> Yeah, so tickets will be easier. Yeah, maybe. No, no that's what he said. The, I, yeah. I hate the Jets. The tickets to go to Tennessee are outrageous. The prices. Why do Why do you hate the Jets? What is their? They're I hate so the pathetic. Jets. I hate like, Manny Machado. 
Oh yeah, right. Yeah. I heard. About, I heard on, that one. I'm in on both those. I, and you, I you thought Machado Canadians. was the most hated Boston sports Manny rival. Machado <laughs> is the most hated. I cannot. Stand. I hope I he goes to the Yankees. Just give yeah, us another I do reason too, to so hate I can him. Hate the Yankees. Yeah, even more. Right. Every time yeah. the Yankees lose, I will blame Manny so, Machado. Manny, are you listening, Jets, Manny? We hope he goes to the Yankees. The Jets Ma- haven't me been. Me, Maddie, had this talk the entire last show. Manny Machado's going to the Yankees, and I'm going to text Maddie every day. Well, he'd be a Yankees perfect lose. player for the Yankees, I'm sure, um, just based on the organization and everything. But, but no, I was going to say um, the Jets, yeah, they had those two AFC championship games with Mark Sanchez, of all people. But well, how are they hateable? Like, it's like they, they're very rarely good. They like, just suck. They just suck. Okay. <laughs> it's fun to hate people that suck. Okay. Yeah. Like the Cowboys. There's nothing more fun oh, well, the Cowboys. in football than watching Dak Prescott throw interceptions. Yeah. The Cowboys are a different thing because they're, you know, Jerry Jones and that whole oh cult gosh, of personality with, 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 the, with the Cowboys. I think ever since yeah. I saw Tony Romo play, I'm like, yeah, the, I just need to hate the Cowboys. And also the other thing about Cowboys is – and for people from my generation, I'm 30. When I was young, the Cowboys were, were really dominant, good. They, yeah. they won a couple of Super Bowls. And so a bunch of people, for some reason, throughout the country, jumped on the bandwagon and became Cowboys fans. So you meet these people who are like, like no, not, not from fan. Dallas at all. Right. And they're Cowboys fans. It's like, why? Why are you doing this? You like this? them because they're good. You like them because they were good when you were like eight years old. <laughs> And like that's like I mean I won't even draft a Cowboys player in fantasy. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean I continually choose. Be, I, I'll just like waiver wire the defense every week who's playing the Cowboys. Yeah, beyond Zeke, I don't. Yeah, I don't see anyone worth drafting there. They have had issues at wide receiver to say the least. I actually, have Amari, I had Amari Cooper. And now, as soon as you traded Dallas, you have to trade him. You cut. No, no, you I cut dropped him. him. I cut him. The day he was traded to you Dallas, can't get, I was like, you can't no. get anything in return for that. No, no. Okay, not worth it. Nope. <laughs> Omari Cooper, yeah, he's had... I'm like, Odell's off the bye week. I'll just play Odell every week. It's fine. Omari Cooper's been surprising for me because this is a guy who was so good at Alabama. I thought he would come in and just be... And he had a few good years with Oakland, but last year he just fell off a cliff. The two better wide receivers from Alabama both playing in Atlanta right now. So Calvin Ridley Calvin and Julio Ridley Jones. And, Julio Jones. Yeah. and Jerry Judy is going to be the next one. Have you seen an Alabama game? I have seen the scores. Did you see... <laughs> I do yourself a favor, Jerry Judy. And Jerry Judy. Okay. Go look up the highlights for LSU Alabama. He yeah. caught a. Pa- he might be one of the best players I've ever seen with the ball in his hands. He caught a screen pass, and I kid you not, juked out seven guys on one play. Yeah. Coach, where'd you go? <laughs> Bathroom. Oh, okay. <laughs> Everybody. Bathroom. Yeah. Uh, I just ran off. I'm like, did he just leave? <laughs> that baby. In too short an amount but, of time. By the way, good for Julio Jones finally getting a touchdown this year. Yeah, it's what I traded him. That's weird, <laughs> it, huh? That could be a. I mean, he's so good, 100 yards every game, but just can't get in the end. They're zone. an enigma to me, Atlanta. Well, their defense they isn't got, very good. They got a lot of talent, don't they? As long as they keep throwing touchdowns to Calvin Ridley, I'm all set. Yeah, yeah, you go. Oh, Ridley, yeah. he's on your rookie, fantasy rookie team. Stud I traded. I had Julio Alabama. Jones and Calvin Ridley, and then I traded Julio oh, Jones boy. for Odell Beckham. So. Well, that's that way. You're, we have more of a spread out. You're not Odell relying Beckham, too much on one What were you thinking? Team. He's my favorite player. I know. Fantasy's not fun unless you have a favorite know, player. But, well, so, that's true. Well, well, you're a Patriots fan, right? Yeah. Why do you Why do you hate the Jets? Should you hate the Giants more? No. They beat you oh, in two I, Super Don't get me wrong. I hate, no, I hate that. the Giants. Okay. But Odell, Odell Beckham is my favorite that's player. A given. And Saquon <laughs> Barkley is amazing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did like Eli Manning? Yeah. I hate Eli. Yeah, man. Right, Eli. And, you know, David Tyree. They, they, they need to do yeah. something. The Giants need to. Mario Manningham. Mario Manningham. Yeah. 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 We had uh, one of the guys that calls in as a giant, big Giants fan. And, of course, he said, well, 
It's good. I can relax now on Sundays and I don't have to watch them anymore. Their season's been over for three weeks. Yeah, Barkley's anyway, the only reason to watch them. Yeah. Well, and Odell. But he but. said, well, you can watch him on the highlights. But he said yeah, that. Uh, pretty much. Uh, especially if Matty, like Matty has a red zone. He can watch him anytime he wants. That's what I have. I just sit down. Oh, do you I don't really? need the Giants oh. to bench you. I had, I had seven hours of football with only commercials for Gatorade on the side of the screen. But they, <laughs> but they need to They need to play. They need to go to Eli and say, look, I know you want to play. And we don't want to embarrass <laughs> Please. you, but we're going to play you in the first half, and we're playing Loretta in the second half. They got to find out whether they have a quarterback because the draft's coming up again. They need they're to draft gonna, a quarterback. If they don't, they're oh going to have gosh. to. Well, I think Loretta. That's I wanted the Patriots to draft Loretta as the heir apparent. I I've watched him play. He he's pretty good. Oh, well, they got to draft uh, Tua from Alabama. Right? Just pick no. up Colin Kaepernick. Come Too on, small. help yourself out. Bring yourself some media. Kaepernick's attention. clearly available. need it. The man's, RG3 man's is still available. Come on. I mean, Nathan Peterman started another NFL game, Un- threw three oh. interceptions, and lowered his career interception Guess, rate. Did you see his passer rating went up? Yeah, his interception rate went points. down, and his passer rating By went throwing up. three interceptions. So, somebody somebody posted on Twitter, Maddie liked it because he's cause been a longtime <laughs> Patriots fan, and said, Nathan Peterman is the worst quarterback I've ever seen, and I saw Tony Eason. He, he was <laughs> a, a biggest quarterback way back. It's like, hey, boy. Yeah. I don't even know that name. No, no. Well, that's, what, <laughs> that's why I say Maddie loved it. But. That was obviously before Bledsoe. Oh, yeah. Long before. Was yeah. that 80s? Yeah, he was mm-hmm. a fr- he Chuck and Duck, he, he was afraid of everything. It's yeah. too bad he had talent. They, they went through some quarterbacks that were fairly ta- talented, and we never got anything out of them. Well, those were the Patriots of old, and yes. since about two thousand one, Tom Brady. So there, since about two thousand one, they haven't had that problem. <laughs> I know, uh, <laughs> and we lucked, and we lucked into Tom Brady. Is that unbelievable? What? That was that's quite that. What sixth round draft pick? Yeah, one ninety nine, greatest sixth is round that, draft pick of all time. Is that? I mean, talk about changing history. Well, we should love the Jets for knocking Bledsoe out of the game, and Brady gets to play. I got. I like the Jets' defense because they're playing Buffalo this and week, and Nathan Peterman's going to throw seven interceptions. But that's cool. <laughs> And then how about um, Bledsoe then went to the Cowboys, gets knocked out, and Tony Romo yeah. takes over, and that's the end of his career. That must do. You got you got Wally Pip twice. I know Wally <laughs> yeah. Pip twice. Love it. Uh, tough, but that's a tough was, way to go out. That's a great line, Wally Pip. Twice. You got Wally Pip twice. That's a tough way to go out. Still, man. still a great career though, nonetheless for Drew Bledsoe, oh, product of he, Washington he State saved the Patriots University. He yeah. saved the Patriots franchise. He and Belichick when they came to. I mean. Uh, Process when they came together mm, from from the nightmare of the Pete Carroll. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> I'm no, so Pete glad. Carroll came Pete after. Pete Carroll came after. That's right. And then uh, after the it Super was Bowl. either Ron Air. I don't know who it was. Yeah. They, they, they had so many coaches. That Raymond <laughs> Berry, uh, Ron Meyer. Oh, man. Yeah, we, it, we need Maddie it, to tell us. It's helpful all to the remember names. the Patriots' history, so everyone just stays a little humble around here. But uh, <laughs> zero chance of that. Let's be honest. Okay, <laughs> no, not happening. We've already that, that ship sailed. We'll take another break. We'll have our last segment here on the other side of it. This is the B-List Daily on 105 Sports and Sports Time 780 Live from the Spectrum Healthcare Partners Studios here in Auburn. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care, where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff 
share resources, and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com ortho. The 18th Annual MBR All-Star Weekend takes place November 17th and 18th at the Augusta Civic Center, presented by Spectrum Healthcare Partners. The weekend consists of the best high school basketball players throughout Northern and Southern Maine, squaring off from 6th grade to 12th grade. Boys and girls, get signed up now. Find more information at mainebasketballreport.com or at mbr.org. November 17th and 18th, you'll be able to watch the live stream of those games as well at mbr.org. All presented by Spectrum Healthcare Partners. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave Moisture Control Units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave Units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All aboard MBR.org. The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations or visit their all new and very popular team pages mbr.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in maine coming in february all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24 7 it's high school sports heaven all aboard mbr.org 
If you are a coach, a booster, a PTA leader, Maine Athletic Fundraising is the choice to help you make money. Maine Athletic Fundraising works with both high school and youth programs of all ages to make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time. No risk, no minimums. Mark Smith and his staff will walk you through every step of their plan to help you meet your financial goals. Call them today, 207-468-1759, or check them out online, MainAthleticFundraising.com. Delivering on the promise. When it comes to insurance, choose the best, the Shampoo Insurance Group. Licensed by more than 30 companies, including Ohio Mutual Insurance Group, Shampoo will customize a quality, affordable policy for your home and auto. Visit Shampoo Insurance in Lewiston, Pinkham Agency in Farmingdale, Rogers Agency in Lisbon Falls, and People's Agency in Monmouth. Delivering on the promise at Shampoo Pinkham Rogers Insurance Agency. Welcome back into the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios. This is the B-List Daily on the new 105 Sports. My name is Aaron Morse, filling in for Maddie B on this Wednesday morning with you till noon here at our Auburn Studios, uh, right beside Center Street, right next to George's Pizza. If you ever want to stop by and say hi here um, at our Center Street Studios. Uh, Dave Wing in studio with us, along with AJ Redman of Oak Hill, the Raiders in the regional final this Friday night against the top seed Wells. AJ, you mentioned how long is that Wells winning streak? It's 27, 20, yeah, 27 games in a row. Oak Hill will look to end that They're Friday due. night. They're due. They're due. They're due for no, a while. You got to lose sometime. No, yeah. they got to lose sometime. Yep. They do. No one's perfect. So A little bit of luck and some rain. Yeah, just some bad weather. <laughs> it's going <laughs> like, to rain a little bit, I think. Like the Friday Lisbon night. game, maybe get some bad weather and that works take advantage of that. But, um, so that's, that's this Friday night, but um, during the break, AJ said he did not want to talk about the Celtics because he's still mad about the Celtics. But we're going to do it but anyway. that's the perfect reason to talk yeah. about it because right. that's what sports radio is about. Sports radio is about being angry at your sports teams because they're not doing well. Maddie does that really well. <laughs> yeah. Where are you, Maddie? That's why Maddie's the primary host. I'm too, I'm too positive. Here's what you have. Uh, Listen, Matt, I'm glad Maddie isn't here because his biggest rant, even bigger than the Yankees, uh-huh. University of Maine Orono basketball, men's basketball. He said, why can't they be, like, uh, who's the number 16 that knocked off number? UNBC. Why can't they make the tournament? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, so, yeah. anyway. They, they, lost, they, they lost, they lost opening the UMBC game. last year they by lost, seven. Yeah, they <laughs> lost their opening game th- this year. So, off to a bad start. He, he'd be ranting about that this morning. But the Celtics uh, lost also Monday <laughs> to the Denver Nuggets, 115-107. to 107. So, yeah, AJ, what's going on with the defense here? They don't play any. Yeah, what defense? I can't. Oh. It makes me so angry. What's the problem? From the number one defensive team to not playing defense. First of all, let's just start with the fact that Jamal Murray scored 50 points. Uh-huh. Or why is there such a problem that he shot the ball at the end of the game? Yeah, it's a little disrespectful. But if you don't want him to score 50, why don't you stop him from scoring 48? <laughs> why don't you have a problem with it when he was at 40 or 30 or even 25? Yeah. Why are you all concerned about it now? They're already winning by eight. Who cares you shot it at the buzzer? Really? 
And Worry about practice. It only cost him twenty five thousand dollars when he threw the ball in the in the stands. <laughs> well, and the Celtics were up thirty four to nineteen after yeah. the first quarter. I, and I, I turned oh it over God. and I said, "Oh, it's a blowout. I'm not going to watch Fell that." Apart. And then, boom! Turned it back. It's like, what happened? Well, they they're not playing defense, and a part of that is assimilating two All Stars back into the lineup. Number two. I, I've worried, I've said this to Maddie several times, as good as he is, and boy, is he good. Sometimes Tatum gets lost. He just kind of floats mm-hmm. around the outside. If they don't give him the ball, he he doesn't break out of the basket for a pass. Once he gets the ball, he goes to the hole mm-hmm. as good as as well as anybody. But uh, anyway, they, they just haven't, they, they haven't found their I niche they're, yet. They're trying to work it back in, but it's just so frustrating. Maddie said it's just like the Patriots. Every year we say, oh my God, they're not going to do it this year. They're 3-2. and two. I think that's the worst part, knowing that they're going to rebound eventually, but it's just so frustrating because oh. we know the potential they have, yeah. and it's just like, what, like, what is happening? And the same, right He now? says the same with the Celtics. They, they, need to, they need to get Haywood hasn't played well yet. Kyrie's played up and down. Uh, Tatum and Brown haven't found their niche yet. Um, and average Al is average Al. Uh, is Still got Marcus Smart though. Woo! Yeah. Boy, over nine got, from the floor. No, really, was he really? Over nine from the floor, but he still led the Celtics in plus minus. Well, I tell you what, what he's, game are you talking about? I'm looking at the, three game three games ago. Oh, three oh, games three ago. Games. Okay, yeah. I'm looking at the Denver game. He was. He oh was, no, he was. He no, was good. Did he no, have like, he yeah, he had like, good yeah. shots. He had like ten yeah. points, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah he had uh, nine points on three yeah. of five shooting. Yeah, his plus minus was minus ten. But no, the other night he was. They were talking about it on um, what's that show called? NBA. No, no, it's the one on like, it's the Boston. Oh, oh. Felger Maz, that's what it is. Oh, Felger. I was watching that. They were like, he's over for over nine. And he led the Celtics plus minus. I'm like, that's the definition of Celtics basketball. Plus right minus now. is a weird stat. I'm looking at this box score. Jamal Murray, you mentioned had um, well, he had 48 points 48. in the box score. Yeah, plus minus of minus four. They you were outscored by four points when he was on the court. You know what? <laughs> and he had 48 plus, points. Plus minus is. <laughs> I don't get it. Is easy to keep in in hockey. Yeah. They score a goal. While they're whatever you you looking real quick, saying who's on the ice, sure, easy to keep, yeah, uh, easy. Basketball when they're boom, 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 and this—I don't know how you keep track of. They hit so many baskets. Mm. How do you how do you go back and go? Oh, while you're looking to it's see who was on the court. Card. Oh, I know, but somebody's got to put it in. Yeah, got to have some input. Yeah, I suppose you could look. How how soon do they get those stats out though? You know, does somebody right look after at the, the game? There, although NBA might be so. easier than NHL, almost in terms of like saying who's in the game, because unlike the NHL, there's not like actual yeah. substitutions on the fly. during. Yeah, yeah, you can't sub during the game. Changing on the fly. Yeah, call so it. yeah, but um, he really the, doesn't know hockey, does he? Hmm. What? That's why I just said changing on the fly. Well, I, I don't know that term. Is yeah. that what you're saying? I I, I I use my own wording for it. It's the same hey, concept. The best one. I hope he's, <laughs> I hope he's listening. I did a um, I did I did a hockey game with uh, Cody Provost. Uh huh. And he's pretty good at actually doing the play-by-play. He's mm-hmm. good at fig- seeing the lines and the names and whatever and getting it right out to you. What he doesn't know is any terminology. He was saying stuff like block, block or save when it was the pads. Yeah. I finally had to say during the timeout, the blocker is the one that's on the arm. Not, I didn't know there was the, a block. Not their mm. pads. And then he <laughs> and he says he's putting it around the – and I said, that's called around the rim. You know, anyway, it was so funny that he – he just oh, yeah. has not been around it, and half the battle's terminology. Or it else allowed me to like, dump on it as much about. as I possibly could. So, Cody, <laughs> feel listening. Just thought I'd bring that up for you. Well, even sometimes <laughs> in like in like football, like certain plays, certain running plays, I'm not quite sure what it's sure. called because, like, you know, it's all like, schools have a lot of different terminologies. Yeah, right. They have their own stuff they make right. up. I remember one time doing a college game when I was in college, and 
Uh, the other team, one of their defensive players on the death chart was listed as Star. And it was just like a roving linebacker or yeah. something, but it was like they called him the Star. I'm like, what the heck is a Star? <laughs> I've never heard of that before. <laughs> when we used to run 52 Monsters some, and when I was yeah, in Scotland, we called the guy. That's we used fun. to call the guy the Chief. The chief. The monster. We have the, the robber. Chief. Yeah. The robber. Oh, well, I've heard yeah. that before. The robber, yeah. the yeah. rover. Yeah, right. Um, when when we coached, when uh, Greg Lynch and I coached lacrosse uh, together at Oak Hill, that's what he, he called it, the the rabbit, what did he call it? Uh, rabbit, rabbit raccoon was the guy. When we were short-handed, we played a box, and then one guy chased and whatever. He called it the rabbit raccoon. It's like, oh, good. Funny. This is good. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I love Oak Hill to death, as you all know. I don't understand who why our mascot up, is a raccoon came up in a that? trash can. In a trash can. Wait, what? <laughs> our logo <laughs> raccoon, is literally raider. a raccoon, a raccoon in a trash well, can. Because it's raiding? It's a raider? Yes. Raider. yes. Yeah, okay. literally. I get backyard. that. <laughs> and, wait, you ready for this? It's worse than that. But how about, yeah. The original one, now I had, it was open nine years before I came there. So bad. And so they were cleaning out some things, and they said, hey, when the parents come tonight, can we t- put this stuff out and sell it? Get it out of the you know closets and whatever. I said, sure. Some sweatshirts and sweatpants. Honest to God. And then they came to me and said, we're not going to be able to sell them. I said, why not? It shows on the on the um, sweatshirt and sweatpants, whatever, is a raccoon on its hind legs. Yeah. With two pistols in its hands. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. I no. said, what? And they said, no. That's no. Not- I said, no, no. You're right. We cannot. No. So thank you. <laughs> Well, but I, I speaking of hockey uh, mascots, have you seen the Flyers' new mascot? Gritty? No. Oh, that thing's so ugly. <laughs> yes, actually, I did see that. It's the internet sensation. Oh, they got a mascot Gosh. now? They yes. have a mascot, and his name is Gritty, and he looks absurd. Hold on. Oh, I'm going to show you the mascot, Coach. Wait, where? I don't, I don't understand. I. <laughs> Gritty is the new it mascot is. for the Flyers, and he's going viral. Uh, it's an obsession of everybody. This is what Gritty looks like. I'm going to try not to have the computer fall over. <laughs> oh my god it Gr- is gritty ugly. has a very um thick beard i think of this thick something that's orange and and big googly eyes and he's, he's a lot he of orange like you'd see on like mpbn he looks like, like a nightmare in the morning. <laughs> yeah there you go you wake up at 3 30 and mpbn's yeah. <laughs> just playing some monster so you guys may have a raccoon in a trash can but the flyers have not gritty that. yeah at least our, our logo on our helmets is the oh there that's all right i'm thankful for that at yeah. least <laughs> that's all right connecticut college Camels. First time I saw that, I went camel, like a camel. Yeah, <laughs> and you know they're they're the, tough. They last in the desert. The Williams, F's, Eves, Eves, Eves. Yeah, no, that one I don't quite get. It's There's a, some it's explanation. A, it's a cow. Yeah, their la- their, their logos cow. a cow. Yeah, it's purple cow. The Tufts uh, Jumbos. It's elephant. An elephant. Jumbo the elephant, of course. Uh, I'm trying to think in this. The Bobcats is a good one. Beach Bobcats. Yeah, like it's an alliteration. Trying to think of who. Else, yeah. <laughs> Middlebury. Panthers. Panthers. That's not bad. Um, you can't go wrong with most animals unless you're a raccoon. <laughs> yeah, really. Thanks. But at least you're not called the raccoons. That'd, that's be, true. that'd, be, that'd be worse. That'd be worse. <laughs> <laughs> or like the rodents or something. What do you play? I played Oak Hill. That, that's all I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I would yeah. not say <laughs> I, I play Oak the Oak Hill right. raccoons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's easier for the Chili to spell Oak Hill than Raiders, how although about, they spell Raiders. How about Kobe being the mules? Yeah. That's, that's not great. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, the mules. Bowden polar bears. That's unique. That's yeah, different. Pretty. No one else is the polar bears. I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah. No other team Maine, in the country Maine is called black polar bears. bears. Hudson Eagles. Yes. I like that one. I like the UNE Nor'easters. 
Hey, that reminds Name me. Name after a storm. You, you follow Okio guys. Did yeah. Alex Mace not play this year for Hudson? He, he uh, redshirted. He got hurt. So he's he, going to play another year? Yeah, he'll play next year. He got hurt pretty he, good. He and Flaherty were the... One-two punch. They were the cornerstone for why Okio, besides the coaches, of course, why Okio was so successful. They were humble, hardworking, team-first guys. Anytime they were interviewed, it was about the team. They, they really set the standard for what high school sports should be. We, really have the, we have what we call the Raider way, and that was kind of... Um, we're disciplined, we're smart, we're athletic, and, and we're going to... We're always about the team. That's kind of what we guys. talk about, yeah. and they those that was the team that kind of brought the Raider way to yeah. Kill. And um, now you hear us talk about it in the papers a couple of times. Um, we're trying to bring that back, and I think this run has kind of done that slowly. Um, yeah, I, I mean, tell that, you, there's nothing like a Cinderella run though to get everybody wound up. We've said it all. Great? We've said it the last two weeks. Cinderella's still dancing. The ball's yeah. not yep, over that's yet. Right, yeah, the ball's right. not over yet. So. I know Kyle's <laughs> very excited for you guys. Obviously, yeah. I mean, it's just huge. I mean, obviously, Oak Hill won those three straight state send, titles. Send the pumpkin back. Did they He's have any state dancing. titles before those three state? Uh, yeah, three eighty-two. 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 Okay. Jeff Sturgis. Oh, Jeff Sturgis. Yeah, he was the coach. Oh, he was the coach. Okay. The first. No, the first title. Or yeah, the first title. Actually, we had a couple players whose parents were on the team. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got two generations winning state titles. Yeah. So that's that's terrific. So obviously, you know, state title not easy to do. So three in a row, very impressive. And now Oak Hill, it's one win away from going to another state title game if they can upset Wells, who has been winning state titles the last couple of years. They won Class D I last think, year. Yep. They won Class C the, the year, year before. before. I think this they is like their have... fifth regional appearance in yeah. the last five years. Yeah. So like that, I think but... it's harder to repeat than it is to win it the first time. Yep, it really is. Yep. Kids get thinking. You get the best. You get, get the, the best jack- shot from every team. I get the right. jacket. Everybody knows you're coming. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's I different. think. I think, especially Friday night, I think it's gonna be a different atmosphere. Right. Hey, there. why What's are the up? Saints gonna sign Des Bryant? Come on. Why not? Because they, they, they got because they have Drew Brees and Drew Brees can make him Des Bryant great again. I don't know. I guess, but I mean, they they got such a good cohesive group, and maybe Des Bryant will realize he's gonna be humble because. He's been kicking around all fall, and nobody picked him up. Maybe. I would hope unemployment would humble you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, could. it would humble me. It could. I don't know. Or make you extra motivated to prove people wrong. And Dez is never lacked for motivation. I Dez like. isn't a scrub, though. No, yeah, he's, he's good. He's not a scrub. He, he's good. No, he's, well, he's just getting old. He's just got some locker room problems. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah. He yeah, just needs to stop talking. Is, is, oh, the by is, the way, speaking of that. Is that what you want to bring into your locker room? That's the How question. about Michael Thomas? That was sweet. Oh, my God. That do was you, awesome. Do you remember the Joe Horn? Yes. Uh, yeah. The minute that happened, I was like, It's hilarious. Horn. That was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know why all the announcers got so, like, upset over it. I was, Joe like, Buck I was like, Joe Buck, you need to stop doing yeah, Fox, but, please. Yeah, but you <laughs> know what? Stop, stop doing NFL. You, you got to look at it the other side. It's a 15-yard penalty. It's about you. And it hurts the team. It was a tribute to oh, a legend. It was, no, I understand all of that. I have stuff. zero problem with it. I'm just saying, yeah, I understand. But they have to like cost them the game, and and what uh, the other team Rams didn't even score on the next drive. So yeah, <laughs> it, yep. was, it didn't cost them anything. It cost them 15 yards, but and some money I think. That's that, fine. You're not allowed to use yards. A prop. I was like, I think it was like 15. Yards. Um, Joe Horn, he did that. I think was fine. Like a Petty lot. Cat. Yeah, Joe, Joe Horn like Michael ha- Thomas makes bank. He doesn't care oh, about yeah. 15 grand. Oh yeah, yeah. And he he did say he had cell phones in both goalposts. So no that's way. Awesome. If he had gone to the other that's one, he awesome. Been able to do it also. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He did you see up. Ben Watson's celebration? 
Oh, he announced his he wife's announced, pregnancy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I thought that was cool. Yeah. The what? Announced? He, he, he put them all under his shirt and yeah, oh. rubbed his stomach and then put yeah. two because yeah. his wife's having twins. Oh yeah. my! I did, yeah. that is that is that was pretty one. cool. I was yeah, like, that is a good cool. one. That is a good There's one. There's some great celebrations. The Seahawks had a really good one. They did like a coordinated dance. Uh, you have to kind of see it, but uh, it was pretty sweet. Um, <laughs> my mom just texted me and said to say hi. So hi, mom. Oh, how's it going? <laughs> well, I'm glad we have. Hey, look at the camera when you say hi, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> there we go. All right, there we go. Yes, folks. If you the, if you don't know, you can also watch it on their Facebook page at MBR, which streams live on Facebook. So <laughs> I like the one. That's what funny. team was it? They did like the. They took the football. It was like a bowling alley. It was a cute when oh. the whole team goes and falls down. That yes, yeah. And the Seahawks also did one where they reenacted Nolan Ryan and, and Robin, Robin Ventura, where they threw the football and beamed the guy, and then the guy went and just acted like he punched him. There was somebody who reenacted the the J.R. Smith thing at the end of the at the end of the oh, championship right. game. Yeah, how, how we, do you like, do that? At the clock. They shot the free throw. We got the ball, ran around, and oh. then just threw it up at the clock. And there was a guy in the corner with his hands yeah. up. I was like. I knew exactly what it was. I was like, that's yeah, hilarious. That's, that's very good. That's hilarious. Yeah. It is good. <laughs> so I, I'm glad the NFL allows more creative celebrations now. Oh, I know. You still can't use yeah. a prop, so they did get penalized 15 yards for the cell phone. But uh, that was... That's fine. That that was was would they find him if he pulled it out of his pants? You can't use a prop. Yeah, no you prop can't, at all. Yeah, no foreign objects on the football field. Do you remember field. when Ocho Cinco <laughs> took the sombrero? Unless you're Buffalo. Buffalo I, Ocho Cinco did a lot of things. Um, did you see the, uh, yeah, the guy from the, Don't Find Me? I the guy from the Titans went to did the T.O. on the star? Yes. Did you see oh, that? Yeah. The Cowboys the did not like that. Ooh, no, we're going to be into one there. That still made that. That's still Kevin a no-no. Baird or whatever his name is. Yeah, Terrell Owens. I, like I, appreciate I understand that. why that. <laughs> not why that pissed you off. I understand that. There's no question. That's not. Not in our house. That kind of talk. Yeah, that was. Also, Dallas can't back it up. No, oh, no. The Titans aren't having a very good year. What's I mean, Dallas going to do to you? Throw another interception on the next session? Yeah. Yeah. They're uh, not worried about it. <laughs> it's amazing how much uh, Dallas has not been any good through they're the years. So bad. Considering that they have all the resources in the world. Yeah, but you it's not like their offensive line isn't the best in football. But Well, it used I to mean, be. Two years ago, it was the best. They There's, had Zach Martin. I, I think as long as Jerry Jones has his fingers in every single decision that's made, they're going to be bad. They're going to be bad. And he. Of all guys, doesn't dare to pull the trigger. I don't know what Jason Garrett has on him, but he won't pull the trigger. The, the guy Jason does Garrett should have been out of there a long he's, time. He's ago. done nothing, and he's still there. I, I don't know. Doesn't make sense to me. Not that I care about the Cowboys. Maddie and I believe that the new America's team is the Cleveland Browns. Everybody wants them right. to win. No, no, we don't. Well, how about the yeah, Cleveland Browns? No. Um, how about Hugh Jackson getting into a feud with his offensive coordinator Todd Haley? And both got fired. Ending in a tie. Because they both got fired. Just like this Browns I game and a like tie. Yeah, but you know what, though? I When you talk about teams making decisions, I'm going to say it right here. What's the date today? November 7th? November 7th. 7th. Yes. At the day after 11 Election Day. 11.54 a.m. Yeah. Yes, in the East. Mark it down. Eastern Standard <laughs> Time. The Patriots, Standard will time. Not, <laughs> the Patriots will not be on hard knocks. Ever. No, wow. I think that's where that whole thing started. That was really because everybody has to be look at me, and they got into it right there. You Belichick doesn't want anyone looking at that. Them. Was you a pretty out there it. prediction. Yeah, you could feel it coming. Yeah, that was pretty safe. <gasps> that I would it? I would never see that coming. Right? <laughs> no, that, that prediction yeah. was very bold. Yeah, yeah. Really. <laughs> uh, but the teams that think about the teams that have gone on there. Who's been really really successful after they opened themselves None of up them. to all of that? Wasn't it the None Redskins one year? Uh, the Redskins well, on there. It's funny. The Rams became Did Seattle good. Seattle do it? I, no, because I no. would have watched. I would have watched. They have not. Um, 
The Rams the, the did Browns, it. The Browns, the Vikings, the Redskins. So the Rams did it in Jeff Fisher's last year, right? So Jeff Rams Fisher, are good now. Yikes. Rams were good. Rams yeah. became good the year after, after, after the hard, hard after Not hard the year knocks. they were on hard knocks. Yeah, I think while they were on hard knocks. The Dolphins were on it one year. It opens up too much, and then I think guys get saying, look at, I don't know. I just don't like it. Wasn't it Wasn't it the Dolphins when that whole Adam Gase thing happened? Adam Gase? Or, the coach. Oh, oh coach. you mean, well, they hired him. Right, yeah. Wasn't, <laughs> weren't they on there when that happened? Oh, like when I, I, the year the oh. year before he got hired. Oh, I'm I'm not sh- I, I I'm not sure. I know no they had they had that whole thing with Richie Incognito and uh, Jonathan Martin. Do you remember yep, that? Yeah, yeah. The bullying thing. The bullying was, thing. Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't know about Adam Gase. Um, he he Tannehill. I mean, had a really good start to the year. I thought the Dolphins were going to be good, and now it's just a mess again. So I don't know. The Dolphins but, do that every year. Yeah. yeah. The whole AFC East is just kind of a mess, and that's the Patriots. And that's so it's fine. Patriots God. Take advantage of fine. God. That's fine. Patriots rolling again. You remember yeah. week three when everybody said the the Jets were going to win the division because oh, yeah. the Patriots were struggling? Yeah, right. The Jets. <laughs> Sam Darnold leading everyone in interceptions, I think, uh, at this point. Uh, but he's a rookie. Don't so. worry. If Nathan Peterman would have started every game, no. it would be him. Nathan Peterman, I was thinking about this, might be, I think you touched on this earlier, might be the worst quarterback ever to have, like, Played, played more than one NFL game. Did you hear what, like, oh my gosh, I can't. Hey, I was 10-3 and three in the picks last week. Not bad. Oh, are we really? doing picks? I, we don't no, really no, have not time. today, okay, but I'm good. saying. <laughs> New York Jets I missed. We have four minutes. I picked in Baltimore. I thought I wanted to beat. I did too. And Washington. I missed those. Yeah, don't pick ones you want. All I'm saying is. Yeah. <laughs> it won't happen. <laughs> we proved Matty right last week. He picked us to beat Madison, so. Nice. I know. Yeah. Just saying. Madison was the 16th this year, right? Yeah. So they also had a first-round yeah. upset win. But you know what, though? You guys should have beaten them the first Mount round. Valley was very banged up, though. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. yeah you guys should have beaten Madison the first time. You should have. But I'd rather win the second time, so that's fine. There hey. you go. Yeah, that's all second that matters. Second more that's meaningful. Exactly. More meaningful, baby. Yeah. And uh, In the final. In fact, we have three broadcasts this week where it's the second time around where the team that lost is obviously looking for you know, Oxford Hills looking to get back at Portland. Oak Hill looking to get back at Wells and and Levitt looking to be, get back at Freiburg. So it's gonna be a good weekend. Good football. weekend, yeah. yeah. And it all good starts uh, Friday night, seven o'clock. Oxford Hills at Portland and to be determined. Still, or seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. <laughs> Oak Hill at Wells as well. So simultaneous broadcasts. Do you get nervous? I'll be nervous Friday morning, but then as soon as we get on the bus and as soon as Coach starts talking, it goes away. There you go. And I yeah. think at this point. Maddie asked last week, how do you prepare yourself knowing that that could be your last game? And I think every week, I think we've every every time we get on the bus, the first thing one of the seniors says is, if we want another week, we got to win. Yeah. And it's just like. There's a lot of motivation right, in that. All right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and if, you care about your teammates. Is a, that's a huge motivator. Obviously, yeah. the, the opponent being Wells, you have a chance to really upend a lot Shock of there was There's yeah. a lot of kids from other schools, obviously, talking to the kids that we played all year long. and. It's Bowling I don't want to say it, but it's Class D South versus Wells. I think. Yeah, I oh, really do. Everyone wants Oak Hill. Everyone wants. Oh, every, yeah. that everyone. Makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're coming to the game, blue out, blue wave. Join <laughs> the blue wave. Seven o'clock, Wells. Yeah, blue it's, wave. It's at Wells, go. but maybe you have a lot of fans all coming right. from all over. It's the supposed state. to be a lot. It's yeah. supposed to be a lot. So pretty exciting. Well, we're gonna sign off before I get cut off by the station ID like I did last time I guest hosted. Uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> thanks to you know, AJ Redman here in Ron, studio for having me and Coach Wing as well. Thanks to Tim Rosenthal for calling in from Bruins Daily to break down the Boston Bruins. And again, don't forget, Friday night, Oak Hill at Wells. 
Um, 105.5 Sports, 1240, 780 in Rumford, 96.9 Ox Country for Oxford Hills at Portland. Um, you can listen to both games at once if you have two radios. I don't know. But anyway, tune in uh, <laughs> Friday night. Buy a second Deer radio. Go. We'll have a video for Deer go Freeport. Don't forget. Deer go Deer. Freeport as well. 100.7, pretty sure. And we'll have a video feed of Oxford Hills at Portland on the NBR Facebook page. My name's Aaron Moore. Sign off. This has been the B-List Daily on Sports Time. 105, oh, pardon me, 105 Sports and Sports Time 780.